standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Welcome back to the Paracast with Gene Steinberg and Chris O'Brien. And we have a very special guest this week, Governor Jesse Ventura, former Governor Jesse Ventura, who, of course, has his own show, which he calls Conspiracy Theory with Jesse Ventura. And by the way, that's right up the Paracast alley, as you well know. His current book is 63 Documents the Government Doesn't Want You to Read. And, Governor, welcome to the Paracast. I promise I will not ask you to recite by memory those 63 documents, okay? Well, I hope you don't, because I do have the book in front of me. And uh, the interesting thing was Dick and I actually wrote the book almost six months ago, and that's how long it takes to get it, to get it published and all that. Yeah, I know. I've been there. So I'm already moving forward, and, we're, and I'm working on my next book. So this is actually like going back in review for me now. I always ask this because I've written a lot of technology books. You have a book like this. Do you ever look at it like six months later and say, my God, I should go back for a second edition and change something? No, not really, because uh, I really don't. I move on after I do them pretty much, and I'm so busy in my life that I, I really don't have time to go back through them. I suppose occasionally there might be one or two little things that I wish I would have said differently or whatever. For the most part, no. Well, your life has been, I guess, kind of unlikely in some ways because you have this, you start out in the U.S. Navy, you get into wrestling, acting, and somewhere along the line, you become governor of the state. Well, now, actually, many people don't realize it or, or for whatever reason, but I was actually mayor of the sixth largest city in Minnesota, Brooklyn Park, sure. from 1990 to 1994. So I then went back to the private sector for four years and then came back and won the governorship in 98. So I did have governing experience having been a mayor first. Now, in these days, with so much in terms of corporate contributions, can an independent anywhere, anymore, become a governor or a mayor or any high position? Uh, I can. That's all I can answer for. Uh, and I can say, I say it, tell it to you this way. Uh, when I ran in 98, I only raised $300,000 to become the governor of Minnesota. Wow. My opponents, the Democrats and Republicans, spent over $12 million. And that's chump change today. Well, I won, though, $300,000. And the reason that's important to me, I'll tell you why. When I was growing up, my father who was a World War II veteran, and of course he only had an eighth grade education. He said to me one day when I was a young a teenager, he said, all, all politicians are crooks. And I looked at him and said, come on, Dad, you can't make a blanket statement like that. They can't all be crooks. And he said, oh, yes, they are. You want to know why? And I said, why? He said, because they spend a million dollars for a job that pays a hundred grand. And I thought about you know, what's wrong with that right. picture. Well, I thought he's right. They spend more than what they'll earn. Well, my dad, unfortunately, one of my regrets of life was that my dad had pa and mom had both passed away before I became governor. So they never had the opportunity to see me do that. But I can say this to my father. Your son isn't a crook because I raised and spent 300000 to become governor. And I made 120000 a year for four years, which means I made 480000 So I bet I'm the only elected official at a state or federal level who can state that they made more money from the salary they drew holding that office than what they spent to get it. You were a good investor. <laughs> I have to worry about these people who spend a billion dollars. 
to get well, into office. I go by a simple premise with the Democrats and Republicans, and it's this. If I can debate them, I can beat them. That sometimes is the rub. Let's look at the path that you've traveled since being the governor. And you're involved in a lot of research about conspiracy theories, about areas where the government is not telling you the truth. Now, I don't know about you, but when I was a kid growing up in Brooklyn, New York, and you were mayor of Brooklyn Park, so maybe we were neighbors separated by about you know 1,500 miles. And as you know, I did live in Minnesota, and I had a great time there. I wasn't much into winters, but I love the state. I still have friends there. Okay, and I'm not trying to butter you up here, sir. Okay, but we were always told as kids, the government, you know, trust the government. My late father worked for the government. He worked for the New York City transit system. We trusted the government. They were telling us the truth. Somewhere along the line. I I might add, my father worked for the government, too. He was a city Minneapolis street department employee. Okay. Uh, My father was a bus driver. Then he became a supervisor. I think very close to the kind of profession. Now, the one thing here is that over the years, we have decided that we can't trust what the government does. We don't believe anything they say anymore. So even from the Kennedy assassination onward, there was a lot of distrust built in the government. Was it the Kennedy assassination, all the doubts that arose, that started this trend? I think so. Absolutely. Uh, It was for me, pretty much, because I was alive when John Kennedy was killed, although I was only, I think, 12 years old or whatever I was. Yeah, I think I was 12 at the time or 13, one of the two. And, uh, you know, I accepted it. You know, because I was so young, I didn't know any better. And then when I got out of the military, I happened to go to a college and hear Mark Lane speak. And this was in the early 70s. Right. Former New York State Assemblyman. I saw him in the 60s. Right. Attorney. And Mark Lane was one of the first people, of course, that, that questioned severely the Warren Commission and whether Oswald did it. And when I heard him speak and all the things he talked about, it opened my, you know, it really opened my eyes up to go, wow, you know, it it wasn't what they told us, maybe. And so then it kind of laid dead in me for a number of years because I then pursued my pro wrestling career. And believe it or not, what brought me back to it was pro wrestling. Because in the mid-80s, pro wrestling went through a massive change. It used to be territories with 26 promoters all throughout the country. Well, the mid-80s is when Vince McMahon went national and literally put all the other ones out of business and took over the country. Well, we went from living somewhere and driving every night to wrestle. Well, now we were national, so we had to fly everywhere. And that's where the change took place for me. Because when I had to fly all the time, it's very boring. And so I started then reading every book I could on the murder of John Kennedy. And so I studied it for probably well over 25 years before I got involved in, you know, conspiracy theory and all the stuff today. I remember Mark Lane telling us how the rifle, this Italian rifle that Lee Harvey Oswald used, couldn't possibly have been used to do this because you can't fire the thing accurately enough, fast enough. I'm not a hunter. I don't play one on TV. I know nothing about guns. But the illustrations he presented were very compelling to me. Well, I can back that up because in my show last year on conspiracy theory, we reconstructed the whole thing and we didn't even have moving targets. We measured it off with not moving targets, the exact distance that the Warren Commission said the shots were fired at. And I went up into a thing that put me the exact height of the supposed nest that Oswald fired from from the book depository. And I am a shooter. 
I'm a former Navy SEAL. I qualified expert in both pistol and rifle. And just because I'm older, I can tell you this also. As governor of Minnesota, I went up to Camp Ripley in Minnesota and fired the M16 and still qualified as an expert, which is two levels higher than what Lee Harvey Oswald was. In the military, it goes marksman, sharpshooter, expert. Oswald barely qualified as a marksman. Right. That's what I heard. And, yeah. I, and I'm a full expert. Well, we tried to recreate those shots with the identical weapon, and we even had bullets that came out of the same lot of bullets of Oswald's. You cannot work the bolt fast enough. The fastest I could do work the bolt and get three shots off with literally hardy any accuracy was slightly over eight seconds. And they're saying Oswald did it in six and had the type of accuracy with his second and third shot. That's ridiculous because, first of all, your first shot would be the most accurate. That's the one where you're going to exhale. You can take your time. The bullet's already chambered. Then you fire it. Well, then when you work the bolt, it takes you totally off target, and you have to get back on target. And we have the identical sight, telescopic sight, that Oswald had on his weapon. Governor, let's pursue this in our next segment because this is really getting fascinating. I want to understand this more because I'm speaking to somebody who doesn't know anything about shooting. Governor Jesse Ventura joining us. The book is 63 Documents the Government Doesn't Want You to Read. We're starting out with the Kennedy assassination. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in The Paracast. Are you ready to order the official Paracast t-shirt? You asked, we answered. We're now taking orders for the official Paracast t-shirt. It comes in white, 100% cotton. The front of it features the same logo that we have on our community forums. On the back it says, separating signal from noise. To order the official Paracast t-shirt, here's all you have to do. Visit our new online store at store.theparacast.com. One more time, that's store.theparacast.com. You can use a major credit card to place your order for the official Paracast t-shirt. Hey, neighbors, we have one more thing to talk about, and that's more merchandise at the official Paracast store. We have hats, we have jackets, we even have a flip video camcorder customized with the Paracast logo at the official Paracast store. It's all now available at the official Paracast store, store store.theparacast.com. Gold isn't for you? Ted Anderson, president of Midas Resources, one of the world's premier gold and precious metal investing firms. I get it. You wouldn't buy gold if you believed that the government is doing a great job, that the Fed will stop handing out trillions of dollars like bailout candy, that Social Security would be there for you. That's not what's happening. You might even pass on gold if the stimulus package wouldn't fuel inflation, or that the dollar wouldn't lose value, or that your retirement would be secure. If all looks rosy to you, then now is not the time to buy gold. For the realists, there have never been more sobering reasons to diversify with gold. Since 2001, the U.S. dollar index has tanked 30%, while gold has risen 300%. Right now, savvy investors are adding gold to their portfolios. You should, too. Find out what they know. Call us, and I'll send you 10 reasons why gold will do very well, free. 800-686-2237. 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. This is an urgent message. Urgent if you care about feeding your family. S510 has passed through Congress and will make the sale of heirloom seeds difficult. 
prices of non-GMO seeds are skyrocketing and may be hard to afford in the future, if you can even find them. As the economy continues to decline, this will make the heirloom seeds worth their weight in gold and one of the best barter tools available. When food supplies eventually run out, your solution is to grow your own food and barter tool. Now, for a short time, GetSeeds.net offers 100 packets of heirloom non-GMO vegetable seeds for only $59. Pay with two ounces of pure silver or just $59. The best price on the net for high-quality seeds. Our GetSeeds.net seeds are open-pollinated vegetable seeds sealed in a Mylar bag for long-term storage. Bulk pricing available. So get seeds while you still can at GetSeeds.net or call toll-free 877-341-4769. That's 877-341-4769. Before you throw away your used batteries, you need to listen to this. Now, going green can save money. Go green and save money by giving life to your used batteries by charging them with the Renaissance Charger. The Renaissance Charger uses a new revolutionary battery charging technology that effectively extends the life of new batteries and gives new life to used batteries. Invented by legendary audio genius John Bedini, this unique and patented charging system rejuvenates the electrochemical plate structure in the battery without additives, increasing capacity and maintaining cell integrity. Renaissance Charge offers a full line of products made in the USA for all types and sizes of batteries. Find out why our customers tell us the Renaissance Charger is the only battery charger they will ever use. Save your money. Save the environment. Visit us online at r-charge.com. That's r-charge.com. Or call us at 208-772-4514. That's 208-772-4514. Be a part of the revolution today. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. G-C-N. Great talk radio starts here. We want to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com Get in on all the action at forum.theparacast.com We return Governor Jesse Ventura He was governor of Minnesota as you know and the book with Dick Russell is called 63 Documents the Government Doesn't Want You to Read and we're starting with the Kennedy assassination and the governor is telling us here as an expert and remember Lee Harvey Oswald was a marksman two levels beneath that As an expert, he couldn't do. He couldn't duplicate the shot. You can spend all the time in the world to get the first shot, the most accurate, but this is also kind of a clumsy weapon, isn't it? Oh, very clumsy. And and the telescopic sight was so small, it was like a thin cigar. And you really couldn't even see the crosshairs. All I could do when I saw the target is squeeze and pull because you didn't have time to even figure out where the crosshairs were, you know, and... Now, I went through and I shot three shots four times. So I shot a total of 12 shots. We did it four times. I did score one headshot out of the 12. But again, I couldn't work the bolts as fast as they claim Oswald did. And then, of course, they claim the first shot. Well, they don't claim. His first shot missed. The second shot was the magic bullet. And the third shot was the headshot, according to our government. Well, then to show that the first shot would be the most accurate, on the fourth time around, I told everyone, okay, with the first shot, I'm going to kill Jackie, because we had it set up with the people in the car, and Jackie, of course, was to the left of the president. 
but I wanted to show that. Well, the first shot, I shot Jackie right between the shoulder blades because that's the shot you could truly set up for and do. And then, of course, because the first shot with Oswald had allegedly missed. Well, it didn't allegedly, it did miss, you know, because it injured Mr. Teague, who was under the overpass. That's why they had to account for it. See, originally, the Warren Commission was going to say the first shot hit Kennedy, the second shot hit Connolly, and then the third shot was the head shot. But unfortunately, there was this shot that hit the curb and injured this man, Mr. Teague. So that's why they had to go back and create the magic bullet. Right. This is the bullet that does all sorts of things that are almost paranormal. Bouncing are, and weaving and bobbing. Sure. Right. Now, the question I would have, and Chris is going to chime in with some, the question I've always had is, this is so compelling. I've always been, since Mark Lane, changed my life in terms of my belief systems. I read the book Rush to Judgment over a couple of times, I think, when it came out. The thing I didn't understand here and I still don't understand is, why pick this guy? I mean, who did this and why would they pin it on this Shlemiel, because he had no great achievements in his life? Well, first of all, you need to understand that Oswald did have more achievements in his life that they let on. Lee Oswald was a government agent. There's a book out now by Judith Ferry Baker, who, was, who lives in Europe. She refuses to come to the United States for fear yet, but she was Oswald's mistress in New Orleans. And when Oswald worked at the prior to going to Dallas, when he worked at the Riley Coffee Shop in New Orleans or the coffee company in New Orleans, she worked there with him. And her job was to punch in his time card every day to make it look like he worked there when the reality was he was working as an agent for our government. And, and in her book, you even see the time cards with her initials on the bottom of Lee Harvey Oswald's time cards, because the Riley Coffee Cup was, or coffee business in New Orleans was well known to be a front for the CIA. And, uh, mm-hmm. and the other reason you know it is because when Oswald went to and defected to Russia, he defected there and said he was renouncing his citizenship. And then when he came back, he had a, he had a Russian wife and, he, and the United States government let him back into the country. Now, he should have been charged as a traitor right there. And yet the U.S. government actually paid for his uh, transportation from Russia back to the U.S. Now, that's a good question here. If he's in the CIA, does he have to be a good well, shooter? He, no, absolutely not. No, 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 no. You don't have to necessarily be a good shooter to be in the CIA or anything that a great deal of work like that can simply be intelligence gathering or being what Oswald, I believe Oswald was involved in a false defector program because they had a program of false defectors that they would send to the to defect to the Soviet Union in which to gather intelligence or whatever. And what was interesting was while Oswald was in the Soviet Union, when he was in the army he, or the Marines, he was stationed at Atsugi, Japan, which was the home base of the U-2 spy planes. Well, it was ironic that when Francis Gary Powers was shot down over Russia, Oswald was actually there at the time. Or he wasn't shot down, but when his plane came down. So many people believe that Oswald gave the information to allow the Russians to do that. You might say, well, why would he do that? Well, there was an element in our country at the time, Eisenhower uh, was was going to meet with the Soviets and all that, and hopefully iron things out. And then, of course, when that happened, and the U-2 spy plane was caught over Russia, 
it stopped all those meetings and all that. And I think people in places wanted that to happen so that the Cold War would continue. The military-industrial complex? Sure, probably. Okay, so let's go into the picture. We have Oswald, who's a government agent. So why do you set him up as a fall guy? Why do you... Well, you have to. Sure. Nobody, nobody in a coup d'etat, the, the people are not going to accept. They're going to need someone to blame. You've got to have someone who, who takes the fall, you know, because it, it has to, and that's what they did. They had to have well, What did someone. he say? What did he say? I'm a patsy. I'm a patsy. Exactly. And then, of course, they had Ruby kill him two days later. No trial, no anything. In a coup d'etat, you can never have a trial. Because if there's a trial, then there'll be witnesses, and then it can be exposed. You can never have a trial. And so that's why they, had to, they killed him. And what's interesting about Jack Ruby, the police officer that had Ruby after he shot Oswald, Ruby was taken up and he was actually stuck into the cell that Oswald had previously occupied. Because if you recall that day, they were moving Oswald from one jail to another. And that's when Ruby killed him. Well, this police officer, if you read about him, he stated that when Ruby got into the cell, he was sweating profusely. He was extremely nervous. And he asked the cop, and they all knew Jack Ruby, the Dallas police. Jack Ruby asked the cop for a cigarette. Well, about 40 minutes later, this police officer, it was word came back, Oswald was dead. He walked back to Ruby and said, well, Jack, it's bad news. Oswald's dead. You're going to face, you know, first degree murder now. Do you know what he said uh, Ruby's reaction was? Ruby became completely calm at that point. He didn't sweat anymore. And when the cop said, Jack, would you like another cigarette? He said, no, thanks. I don't smoke. So he now, expected this become, to happen. He expected well, this. Well, no, why saying. would you become more calm knowing <laughs> right. that you're going to face first degree murder? And in Texas, I believe they have capital punishment, which means he could be put to death. Why would you become more calm? Well, only if it was a setup. He was basically exactly. hired to do that. That was his job. And he knew he had to be successful, or obviously there would have been some other type of repercussions to him, his family, or whatever. Who knows? But his, his whole actions were totally out of character. Who's in character is none other than former Governor Jesse Ventura. The book written with Dick Russell is 63 Documents. The government doesn't want you to read. We have lots more to go, neighbors. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. Ray Perkins, a reclusive veteran burned out from the Gulf War, lives tortured by relentless, perplexing nightmares. Nightmares of a horrific battle in deep space and of a mysterious woman suffering in agony for her devastated world. A woman not yet born, calling across centuries to him. Then, a coincidence leads him to his destiny, his chance to alter the universe. Attack! Attack! Of the Rockaways. The former fiction editor for Star Wars and Indiana Jones, Robert Simpson, writes, The soul of the novel Attack of the Rockoids lies in its heart and passion for building a convincing tale of a love that spans a galaxy. A thrilling story. Attack, Attack of the Rockoids is available now. Read a sample chapter and get a special discount off of the cover price at our website, rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Attack, Attack. Of the Rockaway, a novel in the grand science fiction tradition. Here we go. The spring break $99 deal from Life Change Tea. Hit it, boys. 
Right, two months of super tea and a 45 day supply of fat burners for just 99 bucks. Spring into hell for just 99 bucks. Feel good, clean your body, lose weight. It works immediately, so call now 928 308 0408. That's 928 308 0408. Or you can purchase online at getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. And remember, Sunny, if you want it, here it is, come and get it, but you better hurry cause it's going fast. That's getthetea.com. The U.S. economy is at a tipping point. 40 cents of every dollar the government spends is borrowed. The president of the Federal Reserve in Dallas was recently quoted saying, this path will lead to insolvency, resulting in the collapse of our government and our economy. Our country can't function like this, and neither can your household. That's why you need to prepare, and priority one is your food supply. Fortunately, it's easy and affordable with the help of Ready Reserve Foods. Ready Reserve Foods has been a premier supplier of long-term storable foods for 37 years. Their unique process assures the highest quality long-term food storage available with a 25-year shelf life. A full-year supply of quality food for two people costs a fraction of what you pay at the grocery store. For a free, full-color catalog, call 800-453-2202. That's 800-453-2202. Or visit readyreservefoods.com. Ready Reserve Foods, making preparedness simple since 1972. For centuries, silver has been used as a powerful natural antibiotic. And as a listener to this station, you probably already know the benefits of using colloidal silver. With so many websites to choose from, finding a reputable patriotic company with great products at affordable prices can be a difficult task. Introducing UtopiaSilver.com. UtopiaSilver.com carries the best, most effective, and most affordable colloidal silver and colloidal gold products in the industry. UtopiaSilver.com also carries products to fit your lifestyle, including weight loss, immune system defense, cleanses, herbs, joint and bone care, and much more. First-time customers using promo code GCN50 will receive 50% off all colloidal products. Visit us today at UtopiaSilver. That's U-T-O-P-I-A Silver. UtopiaSilver.com or call 888-213-4338. That's 888-213-4338. UtopiaSilver.com. Taking back America's health care one American at a time. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. This is Kurt Seven, the author of UFO Mysteries, and you're listening to the Paracast. We return, former Governor Jesse Ventura, with us. The book is 63 Documents the Government Doesn't Want You to Read, and we'll get into some of that in a little bit. Chris O'Brien's a co-host. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. So we have all this going on with the Kennedy assassination. So who benefits and why would there be a cover-up? Who are the guilty parties? Well, the guilty parties, if you watched my TV show this fall, uh, Conspiracy Theory, uh, we got a confession. And uh, it, uh, E. Howard Hunt of Watergate, okay. uh, of the CIA, he did a deathbed confession to his son, St. John. We had an audio, visual, and written confession. 
Hunt said that the, the CIA killed him. He said he was part of it, but on the fringe, fringes of it. And he named it was William Harvey was in charge. And of course, he's in, he, he at that time, if you've studied uh, the Kennedy thing, their na his name comes up because he was the head of the CIA's assassination element of the CIA. And also he named David Morales. And David Morales had a big reputation for being extremely hardcore. And David Morales is actually famous for something else. Uh, four years after the murder of John Kennedy, which, which of course, uh, E. Howard Hunt said Morales was part of, one of the main people, uh, four years later, David Morales killed Che Guevara, Ernesto Che Guevara. Uh, down wow. in Bolivia, when Guevara was captured, David Morales was there representing the CIA. They put Guevara up against a wall and shot him dead with no trial or nothing. Okay, so now that Kennedy is dead, again, you know, trying to understand here, E. Howard Hunt, if he did it. Howard Hunt didn't do it. He just knew of it. He okay. knew the operation. Okay, but he, he had guilty knowledge, as they say. Okay, sure. so who is benefiting other than, of course, Lyndon Johnson, which is one of the theories well, out there? Well, Lyndon Johnson benefited greatly. Uh, so did the military-industrial complex because Kennedy was – there would have been no Vietnam War had Kennedy lived. So we ended up with the Vietnam War. The other – remember also, after the Bay of Pigs fiasco, Kennedy was quoted as saying he was going to break the CIA into a thousand pieces. Well, obviously, he couldn't do that. They killed him. You remember, he fired Alan Dulles, he fired Charles Cabell, and he fired uh, this third sacred cow of the CIA. Kennedy fired all three of them. And I might add, I think it was Cabell's brother was the mayor of Dallas at the time. Okay, and the other thing here, of course, is then Bobby Kennedy is shot down. Is that part of the same conspiracy, which happened a few years later? And that's when I was living in Minnesota, by the way. To show you how well, old I am. Yeah, I don't know, you know, but you can only wonder, you know, that uh, uh, conspiracy theorists will probably feel, yeah, I believe that Sirhan was a bit of a Manchurian candidate because he has no memory of doing it. And uh, at that time, of course, they, the government had the MK Ultra program going where they were trying to create Manchurian candidates, you know, hip hypnotized characters that would go out and assassinate or fight or soldiers of that ilk or whatever. And, you know, it's this is all documented, the MK Ultra program, although they destroyed most of the records of it. And uh, then, of course, the other conspiracy theory is with Teddy Kennedy. And that is, is that he was supposed to die at Chappaquiddick, but unfortunate, or fortunately he didn't. But because he had Mary Jo Kopechny with him, uh, that destroyed him either way. So it was a win-win. Either Teddy would have died, but that certainly made it after the after the Chappaquiddick, that Ted Kennedy couldn't ever run for president because of what happened there. So they essentially destroyed Ted Kennedy, too, without actually killing him. Okay, and the same forces there, the military-industrial I don't know. Mm -hmm. I have no idea. You know, I don't know. Okay. I haven't gone into those that far, but I'm just telling you what some of the theories are on it. Okay, now as far as Martin Luther King... Because it all seemed to happen around the same time, within a few years, within this, what, five, six-year well, period. The, mo the most unique thing about the King assassination is if you lump it together with the, with the murder of Malcolm X, and if you tie it in with uh, the murder of John Lennon of the Beatles, I'll ask you a question. The murder of Martin Luther King, the murder of Malcolm X, and the murder of John Lennon, what do all three of those murders have in common? 
There's a common denominator between all three of them. What is it? I'm going to ask you the question, but I want to say something very interesting. And, okay, this is a paranormal show, so let's be paranormal. When John Lennon was shot, that morning, when the announcement first came on the radio, we normally would get up, my wife and I, at a certain point in time for me to go to work. This particular morning, the clock went off several hours prematurely. The radio came on, the first announcement, John Lennon had been shot and killed. Okay, so what is the similarity then? What's the factor? What's the X factor well, amongst the factor all this? That Malcolm X, Dr. King, and John Lennon, the common denominator, all three of them were under heavy government surveillance when they were killed. Yeah. The government, CIA, and whatever had them on all three under surveillance. Now, you ask the question of this. If they were under government surveillance, couldn't they have possibly have stopped the killings? Or take the reverse angle, like where I come from, the Navy SEALs. We put people under surveillance so that we can get the best opportunity at being successful when we decide to eliminate them. Mm. <laughs> so why were they under government surveillance like they were? Okay, and I'm only throwing that out there. But anyway, um, go ahead. Well, I, I want to I want to point out that uh, some of the documents that you have early on in the book uh, do cover this ground, uh, and and I must say you you are to be commend, commended, and your research uh, personnel should be commended for being able to pull this this amazing body of, of uh, documentation out. Uh, and one of the things that I, I find very compelling is how the repercussions of decisions like this uh, reverberate down through history. Of course, soon after the Kennedy assassination, uh, one of the things that you point out in your book is, is the Gulf of Tonkin incident and how this particular kind of – it's almost a false flag uh, scenario where you have – Both yeah, you have you have you have uh, tremendous repercussions over a single incident that that then reverberate down through through the next fifteen twenty years, uh, and uh, you know close to sixty thousand Americans lose their lives uh, in Vietnam. Let's talk about the Gulf of Tonkin incident and and Project Northwoods and and other. Uh, clues that we have that the government manipulates uh, particular situations um, to, to get involved uh, overseas and exerting American power and influence? Well, it's not even just our government. False flag operations generally happen before every war. Uh, if you look at the, if we go back to the Germans, the Rookstag fire, there was another false flag operation. That building was as important to Germany as the Twin Towers were here. And the building burned down. Hitler blamed it on the communists, got the country all in a big uproar, and that's what allowed him to invade Russia. False right. operation. And, and they also go, dressed, they dressed Poles up in, in uh, Germans up in Pol uh, Polish uh, uniforms on the border, yeah. and I think that was one of the provocations to, uh, to enter Poland. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Then, if you go over to the opposite, Japan used a false flag operation trying to and sold it to their people that the Chinese had attacked them. And that, likewise, was a false flag operation. So we're not the first to use them. They go down in history. If you start studying history, you'll see multiple, generally before every war, there will be a false flag operation of some type. And so, you know, it's the old cliche. If it worked once, it certainly can work again, I guess.
Can we say that worked also with the Iraqi war where we thought we were finding weapons of mass destruction, but of course they weren't there? Oh, but, yeah. And also ties to Al Qaeda. But that was more just simply trumped up intelligence. Mm-hmm. That was simply the Bush administration trumping up a bunch of stuff, selling it with our media to the American people to justify the invasion. And of course, then when they got in there, there was no weapons of mass destruction. There were no ties to Al Qaeda. Do you want to know how I know that they knew that beforehand? I'll ask you that, but I have to do the break. We have okay. Governor Jesse Ventura. The book is 63 Documents the Government Doesn't Want You to Read. I'm Gene Steinberg. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. You're in the Paracast. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com Freedom, the blistering anti-globalist anthem from the rock band Ravelin. Just one of 11 great songs from the album Under the Sun. Available on iTunes and at Ravelin.com. R-A-V-E-L-Y-N. Ravelin.com. Spring and a new growing season are here. Plant a healthy garden easy and fast with OrganicaSeed.com. Easy because OrganicaSeed.com offers one of the largest online selections of organic, heirloom, non-hybrid, and untreated seeds, as well as tobacco and cotton seeds at low prices. Go to OrganicaSeed.com, spelled O-R-G-A-N-I-C-A-Seed.com. OrganicaSeed.com. Remember, Organica Seed is healthy seed. Never buy home canning jar lids again. No kidding. When you buy Tadler reusable canning lids once, you'll never buy canning lids ever again. Safely store emergency preparedness foods for years. Traditional metal lids are single-use throwaways containing BPA. But Tadler reusable canning lids are guaranteed to last a lifetime when used as designed for home canning. Tadler lids are made with a USDA and FDA-approved food-grade plastic, safe for direct food contact, and contain no BPA. Tadler lids are dishwasher safe, usable with standard pressure or water bath canning, eliminate food spoilage from acid corrosion, fit standard mason jars are indefinitely reusable and are proudly made in the usa place orders at reusablecanninglids.com or call 1-877-747-2793 877-747-2793 call 877-747-2793 or go to reusablecanninglids.com that's reusablecanninglids.com for tadler reusable canning lids the original since 1976 You really can lose weight while you're sleeping. Guaranteed. 
AffinityDiet.com introduces Lose and Snooze and the One Day Diet. Great tasting Lose and Snooze from AffinityDiet.com is the first step in our guaranteed weight loss system. Lose and Snooze will help your body get a deep restorative sleep without the harmful side effects of pharmaceutical drugs. And during deep natural sleep, your body starts to shed unwanted pounds, build lean muscle, and lose inches. Add AffinityDiet.com's One Day Diet waivers and your metabolism keeps going with all the vitamins and minerals you need with no rebound effect. But don't worry, you're never more than 24 hours from your favorite foods. Learn more about Lose and Snooze and the One Day Diet at AffinityDiet.com, spelled A-F-F-I-N-I-T-Y diet.com, or call toll-free 855-663-3438. That's 855-663-3438. Finally, a diet that succeeds where others have failed from AffinityDiet.com. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. This is Jim Mosley, editor of Saucer Smear, and I'm here to say a good word or two about the Paracast, which I believe is the gold standard of paranormal radio. Listen to it if you can. We return. Governor Jesse Ventura is going to further amplify the answer to the question. The book is 63 Documents the Government Doesn't Want You to Read. I'm Gene Steinberg. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. You're still in the Paracast. So, Governor, okay, how do you know? Um, here's <laughs> how I know, militarily. Right. Here's how I know, having been in the military. If we truly believe that Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction... We would have never invaded Iraq the way we did, because if he had them, he could have used them and literally wiped out our entire army. The thing we I also had- wonder about, if our CIA is so good, why couldn't they just take this guy out and be done with it? Wait a minute. Don't even get into that with me, because that's first-degree murder and what gives us the right to go out and murder anyone. That's what? one of the documents in my book, the CIA's assassination manual. How can our government have a manual? An assassination is nothing more than a fancy term for first-degree murder because it's murder and it's premeditated. How can we advocate that it's okay to go out with no trial, no nothing, and simply murder people, whether it be in our country or another country? As far as I know, murder is against the law in every country in the world. So what right do we have... Like, we hate Hugo Chavez right now. Do we have the right to go down to Venezuela and kill him because we don't like it that he kicked out Exxon Oil and nationalized Venezuela's oil? Well, so at the that, same token, Governor. When, you, sure. when, when someone tells me, why don't we just go kill this person? We have no right to simply just go kill someone arbitrarily. Of course, we're hearing that now from some talking heads with regard to Gaddafi in Libya. Take the guy out. Well, it's the same problem. Exactly. Who gives us, who, what, who made us God? Who made us the big kahuna? That what, we in the United States can simply make a decision to go out into the world and assassinate another leader just because he doesn't get along with us? That's our problem, is that we behave in that manner. I live outside the country now for almost half the year. And, you know, things have changed. It used to be that the rest of the world looked at the United States as the ray of hope. They looked at us up on a pedestal, meaning, you know, maybe we can get to them. 
You know what the feeling is now around the world? The feeling is fear of the United States. Fear that if they cross us, we'll invade them, overthrow them, and occupy them. You know what the most popular T-shirt a couple years ago with the young people in Mexico where I live is? I saw multiple kids wearing it, and you know what it was? It was a T-shirt with a picture of George Bush on it, and underneath it said, Weapon of Mass Destruction. <laughs> yeah, it's sad, sad so, but true. I, mean, I, don't, I don't like that. I don't like the fact that the rest of the world is looking at the United States now like we're a tyrant, but we've earned it. We are a tyrant now. We don't stand for what we did before. See, the thing is, I refer to the United States now as the fascist states of America. Everybody's complaining, saying we're going socialist. No, we've, we've already gone fascist. What is the definition, the basic definition of fascism? It's when corporations team up with organized religion to control the government. I think yeah, we're already there. Corporatocracy. Is this, is this gradual slide towards uh, a fascist state, or have we seen a real radical movement uh, that's occurred uh, in the past, oh, let's say, 8 to 12 years? Uh, how, well, how do you would, look at this politically? I would say it's been much more radical in the last 8 to 12, but we've been going this way for the, last, for the previous century. And let me state how I know that. There's a tremendous individual who passed away in 1940, General Smedley Butler of the United States Marine Corps. Smedley won two Congressional Medals of Honor. And in his final book of memoirs, he wrote in the book, he said, I didn't really serve, and this is where he served at the turn of the century in the early days back there. He said, I didn't really serve the United States of America. And he said, I served the United Fruit Company. Because he said whenever someone would buck the United Fruit Company down in Central and South America, they'd send in the Marines. So he said, I really worked for the United Fruit Company. Now, that's kind of scary to read that. And Smedley Butler was also involved in something that I covered in my last book, Conspiracy, American Conspiracies. Uh, Wall Street, all the big shots of Wall Street tried to uh, take out FDR with a coup d'etat. And they were going to use Smedley Butler as the new president because they thought, who would be better? This two-time Congressional Medal of Honor Marine Corps winner. You know, the people will accept that. The only problem was when Smedley got wind of what they were going to do, he ratted them. He went to the Congress and told. He whistle blew. And, but amazingly, none of them went to jail. There was just small amount of publicity on it and it was swept under the rug. And this is the same name people. Uh, I believe Prescott Bush was part of it. Uh, George H.W. Bush's father, the grandfather to George Bush, uh, you know, and the, the Rothschilds and the, all of those people, the big Wall Street bigwigs. And the excuse was FDR was taking us to socialism. Kind of sounds familiar about what they're saying about Obama, huh? Boy, I'll say. Well, of course, look at Eisenhower's uh, farewell speech uh, when he warned us against the, uh, the the emerging power of the military-industrial complex. And yep. and what do we have here? We have uh, you know just multi-trillion-dollar amounts that are being spent on 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 
weapons of mass destruction, uh, warfare, uh, new well, development we're, we're of most, exotic technologies. Most, we're the most aggressive country in the world. I mean, what other countries involved in three wars but us? You no. don't see China getting involved in this nonsense, do you? No. Yeah, and China's becoming the economic power of the world. If they probably are already. They are the economic power of the world. We are following the exact road of the Roman Empire. If you go back and study the fall of the Roman Empire, that's exactly where the United States is heading. Because that's what happened to Rome. They got involved in all these wars around the world, and it bankrupted them. And that's exactly what it's doing to us. It's bankrupting us. See, I have a solution. You know what it is? If we decide to go to war, they should implement immediately a war tax to pay for it. A tax should go up. That way, everyone in this country feels some pain. And that way, we pay for the wars instead of putting it on the national debt, which is what we're doing now. Well, and John Rangold and his idea of reinstituting the draft would also uh, be a, a similar solution, too, because if uh, everybody had to sit. Yeah, well, and I'll state this. when I got, I'm a Vietnam vet, and when I got back, I worked in the Stop the Draft movement and helped stop it. But today I believe that was a mistake because I believe if we didn't have a professional military, we wouldn't be getting involved in all these wars because the general public of the United States kind of shrugs it off now and goes, well, they all volunteered. That's their job. See, but if you have a draft, that means they're going to take little Johnny from the neighborhood. And, you know, a year later, when little Johnny comes home in a body bag, well, that upsets the neighborhood then, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Um, I had to see that happen in, in growing up with uh, fathers and, and brothers. I, I agree. They should bring the draft back. Okay, it's you and me, Jesse. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. No, actually, okay. what happened here is I didn't get in. My father didn't. My uncle served in World War II. But right now, if I want to get in, probably I'll join Starfleet. <laughs> okay. No one's responding to that. But that's about the best I can do nowadays. I can just beam up. Okay. And that's how it goes. I want to ask you a quick question before we break, which is the ultimate conspiracy, of course, when you get to the paranormal, and this is probably way out of any discussion you want to have, but we can get through it real fast, in looking for documents and stuff, in seeing where the government is hiding things, what about things like UFOs and Roswell and all that stuff? Any interest well, in any of that? No, because I think, uh, you know, uh, and I don't mean to sh shuttle it off, that it's not important, but I wanted to hit stuff that we cause, you know, stuff that's man-made on Earth. You know, I don't want to get off into outer space or anything like that because, uh, you know, we've got enough homemade conspiracies and homemade documents and everything that deal with it all here. And I don't want to get off that track because it's much more difficult and it shouldn't be, but you then battle credibility. Okay, point taken. By the way, if you want to contact us, send your email, news at com. Once again, that's news at com, where we read every message we get. Our guest, Jesse Ventura, former governor of Minnesota, the book 63 Documents the Government Doesn't Want You to Read. We have listener questions coming up. I'm Gene Steinberg. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. You're in the Paracast. Hi, Ted Anderson announcing a great way to listen to radio on the telephone. 
By calling 760-569-7700, you'll be hearing GCNlive.com programs in seconds. Come to GCNlive.com, find your favorite host's dedicated phone number, and hear them 24-7. You heard me right, every show has a dedicated phone number. Stop by GCNlive.com and bookmark their number today. And again, that's 760-569-7700. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit and carting to a private bank, having it led back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. We want to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And if you want to catch up on past episodes, we have hundreds of shows for you to download direct from theparacast.com. That's theparacast.com. Or check us out on iTunes. We return. It's technically hour number two of the Paracast with Governor Jesse Ventura. The book, 63 Documents the Government Doesn't Want You to Read. I'm Gene Steinberg, co-host Chris O'Brien. You're in the Paracast. Chris, a lot of questions were asked by our listeners in the Paracast forums at forum.paracast.com. You want to address some of those? Sure. I'm just looking through here real quick. We do have quite a number of of questions for you. Can I throw something out here real quick? You you may while I'm reviewing here. Go ahead. I want everyone to know that's listening that, believe it or not, uh, today is the day that I start my own uh, website. And anybody that wants to go to my website, it's www.weaintgottimetobleed.com. And that is an official Jesse Ventura website where I will be contributing it to it probably weekly or whatever. And it's the way people can probably directly communicate with me or know what I'm doing. But again... It's uh, www.weaintgottimetobleed.com. Tell you what, Jesse, what we'll do is on our site, theparacast.com, where we see your name, I will embed a link to that site so people have an easy way to go there. Weaintgottimetobleed.com. That's all you got to put down. Absolutely. Okay, Chris, you got the first question. I do, and it's from uh, one of our posters at theforum.paracast.com. Blowfish asked you, Governor, First of all, he says, thanks for your service, and what are your thoughts on the current Libyan crisis? Well, you know, unfortunately, I I live in Mexico, and I live off the grid, and I live an hour from pavement and an hour from electricity. It took me five days to find out there was an earthquake in Japan, and it took me five days to to find out we were now at war in Libya. Libya is kind of a double-edged sword. It's kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because you certainly don't want to see some genocide where Gaddafi just destroys and kills all these people and commits murder across his country just to continue on as a dictator. And I can understand, but it needs to require the world community to come in and handle it, not the United States necessarily. We already got two wars. Let's let somebody else fight this one. But I I, I can understand the problem. Because, it's, as I said, damned if you do, damned if you don't. It's a no-win situation, really. And unfortunately, that it's that way. 
you know, rock in a hard place. You know, part well, of the problem also is people are saying, well, Obama is a pacifist. He's a coward. He's afraid to go to war. Of course, he also increased our involvement in Afghanistan. So we're, there you go. Well, you know, and, 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 you know, the whole thing is what, what, what do you do about, uh, you know, Libya? Clearly, we have an interest, and the interest is oil. You know, Libya's got a lot of oil. And so, the, you know, that's why we'll intervene there, and we didn't in Rwanda, because poor Rwanda didn't have anything that corporate America needed. And so you had the, you know, horrible, you know, genocide that took place in Rwanda, you know, a decade ago. And you certainly wouldn't want to see that happen again. But then again, you also have to understand, to me, democracy has to come from internally within a country. You can't give a country democracy at the point of a gun. So it's ultimately the Libyan people that do have to rise up and overthrow Gaddafi. You know, ultimately it's in their hands, I think. Yeah. It's it's rocking a hard place, and and I'll tell you, uh, I think uh, Barack Obama will be the first Nobel Peace uh, Peace Prize winner that's actually put put his finger on uh, and fired two hundred <laughs> cruise missiles. But moving right along, Governor, what are your thoughts uh, on the USA today regarding border control and current threats from transnational terrorism, and as some might suggest, links with drug cartels? <laughs> well. I'm biased because I live in Mexico, so I take the side of the Mexicans. Um, to me, you know, let's remember, borders are only man-made things. We're all humans. And uh, the, the most profound sign I saw when there were protests and that was a sign, I'll always remember it. It said the pilgrims didn't have visas. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you have to... And, and, well, and... and let me continue. Um, in in uh, in the border situation, do people realize that if we stop all the illegal workers from coming into our country, let's say we put the wall up, we move the military down there, and no undocumented undocumented Mexicans can come across the border, right? Do you realize that the entire agricultural economy of California will collapse? Yeah. as will the economy of Mexico. Now, why would we want to collapse two economies over something as silly as people coming up here, hopefully, to work? Uh, if you're going to stop them, don't hire them. You know, it ultimately lies with us. If an undocumented worker comes up here and doesn't get hired to do anything, well, he's going to go back home then, isn't he? Yeah, so exactly. we're the ones that hire these people. And so if they're going to penalize someone, penalize the United States people that hire them. But then, of course, many of them are United States corporations, and we would actually be hurting corporate America then. And after all, they do run our country, don't they? <laughs> okay, I have a, another a whole bunch of questions from ExoDoc, who's uh, again one of our posters at the Paracast forums. Oh, let, let me let me add one other thing too, if I may. Okay. On immigration. Just say hypothetically, we built a twenty-foot wall across the whole southern United States, like they're trying to do, pretty much, right? I guarantee in a day I'll find someone with a twenty-one foot ladder. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, we, we have to remember uh, why the, the state of New Mexico was formed, you know, initially was to supply a, a place for displaced uh, Mexicans to live in the United States where they'd always lived for generations until the political, you know, political uh, borders had been changed. And uh, this is not a problem that's going to go away uh, by any stretch of the imagination. I think we're just really seeing the beginnings of uh, – of a major issue living here as Gene and I do in Arizona this is a real hot button issue and and we deal with it uh, uh pretty pretty regularly every day in our in our media here what, I know I I, I what, drive to Mexico every year there and back and it's right. in Arizona that I see my constitution violated every time you know what it is whenever I cross the border coming back in the US I have to show my passport to get in the country and then you drive for an hour and a half on the highway and you come up to an immigration stop where you have to wait another hour and a half to continue traveling. And I told my, my wife says, well, I guess we better pull our passports out again. I said, don't you dare. I said, we're in the United States. It's against the Constitution for them to ask me to prove my citizenship. I said, now, if a police officer asked me for my driver's license, that's fine. But I said, they, they, and so when I finally got up there after waiting an hour and a half in Arizona on the highway, I kept my window up, and the immigration guy came over and knocked on my window. Before he could say anything, I rolled my window down, and I looked him right in the eye, and I said, I'm not showing you anything. You know what he did? He just waved me through. Do you think he recognized you? I don't know, but you know what I'm going to do this year? This year, I'm going to get a black wig. <laughs> I get, I, wait, I get extremely suntan when I'm down there, so I get as dark as a Mexican. I'm going to put a pair of sunglasses on so he can't see my blue eyes. And when I pull up and roll down the window, I'm going to go, no English. <laughs> and I'm going to see what they do to me. And then at that point, I'm going to pull out my governor's ID, pull my wig off, and say, you were racially profiling. That's against the law. <laughs> Well, next time you're up in Arizona, though, you're welcome. Well, By the way, if you get to Phoenix or Scottsdale, you're definitely welcome for lunch. Well, thank you. As you can tell, I follow what Thomas Jefferson said. You know what that is? He Dissension said a lot of things. Dissension is the greatest form of patriotism. Yep. And if you don't like your government, tear it down and start over again. Well, some people in the government don't want that, but that, of course, is the rub. We have lots more questions, by the way, folks. And I think we can almost do a show with just questions because there's so much fascinating information that Governor Ventura has. The book is called 63 Documents the Government Doesn't Want You to Read, and you're getting a hint as to the things they don't really want you to know here. Fascinating book. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the, the Paracast. Have you been sitting on a few great domain name ideas but haven't locked them in for yourself? Good. Now you can buy them through the number one domain name registrar, Namecheap.com, as voted by the top tech blog Lifehacker. Just like the name says, you can buy domains cheap, as low as $2.99. And every new domain comes with WhoisGuard, our special privacy service, free for the first year. Now that you know, it's time to grab those domain names before someone else does. Namecheap.com. Go now. Namecheap.com. 
Fate Magazine provides true reports of the strange and unknown. Keep up with the latest on angels and miracles, psychic phenomena, ghosts, UFOs, life after death, and much, much more. To receive your free issue of Fate Magazine, call now at 1-800-728-2730 or visit their website at www.fatemag.com. That's 1-800-728-2730. What are you waiting for? Your fate awaits. Dr. David Berry has provided excellent advice for all those interested in practical economics and sound money. It's certainly worth reading. That's what Congressman Ron Paul said about Cha-Ching Wisdom, 123 Practical Universal Truths About Money, the new book by Dr. David Berry. The cool part of this book, certainly it'll speak to you personally, your life, your lifestyle, your, your money, your investments, but it also can be generalized into the nation. What's going on as a nation? We do these same things personally that we do as a nation. Dr. Berry's book, Cha-Ching Wisdom, presents many facets of your relationship with the once almighty dollar and how current national and international politics affect affect your daily life. Some of the other things are, are about that. They're not just uh, economic, they're philosophical. There's psychology involved in this book. There's philosophy involved in this book. Read Cha-Ching Wisdom by Dr. David Barry, only $9.95, available at cha-chingwisdom.com. That's C-H-A-C-H-I-N-G wisdom.com. Cha-Chingwisdom.com. Making the right decisions is a challenge to investors. Are we going to see economic growth, slide into a recession, or at worst, depression? Hi, Ted Anderson from Midas Resources. We all know when a company acts irresponsibly, divesting ourselves in a move towards safety is prudent. When the market becomes volatile, U.S. Treasuries are a safe haven. But what do you do when the U.S. government overextends itself and spends beyond its means? Many investors are turning toward gold as a common-sense alternative to traditional paper investments. Midas Resources has put together a powerful book titled 10 Reasons to Own Gold, discussing costs, benefits, risks, featuring full-color illustrations, weights, and measures. The book is free and can be yours by calling 800-686-2237. Paper investments are dwarfed by gold's 6,000-year history. Discover how gold may be right for you and your IRA by calling 800-686-2237. Whether buying or it's time for you to sell, the book is free. Call 800-686-2237. The food storage industry leader has done it again. Introducing FDG Clubs and Survival Bucks from the Freeze-Dry Guy. For over 39 years, the Freeze-Dry Guy has served various government agencies and the private sector with the finest in storable foods and emergency rations. If you've wanted to build emergency food supplies but couldn't afford it, now you can. Go to freezedryguy.com, click on products, and look for the Freeze-Dry Guy Clubs to pay as you go. Now you can build food storage without going into debt. Choose from a payment range of $95 to $450 per month. Our clubs work with everyone's budget. Plus, when you join Freeze Dry Guy clubs, you'll get additional rewards. For example, this month, get 10% back in survival bucks on all purchases in the Freeze Dry Guy product line, plus free shipping within the lower 48 states on any order amount. Hurry, go to FreezeDryGuy.com or call 866-404-3663. That's FreezeDryGuy.com or call 866-404-3663. The Freeze Dry Guy, the best you can buy. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. G-C-N. Great talk radio starts here. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the podcast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. 
The book is called 63 Documents the Government Doesn't Want You to Read. Governor Jesse Ventura joining us, and he's on the book tour. So right now, probably his hand is aching with the telephone, and we're happy to have him on and listening. We have all these questions from our audience Chris, go ahead, please. Let's lighten it up here a little bit. Uh, this is from Pixel Smith, one of our uh, longtime posters here at the Paracast. And um, he wants to know, did you ever get up to your family cabin much anymore? And if you met your wife at one of the peace rallies you used to attend? <laughs> uh, no, I did not meet my wife at a peace rally. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, I don't get up to my parents' cabin much anymore in Minnesota. Uh, I do still own it, but I've kind of turned it over to my son-in-law and my daughter. So it's third generation now. They go up there every weekend in the summer. But uh, I live on a lake now in Minnesota, so I don't need to go to that cabin. But my right. son and son-in-law and my daughter go up there every weekend during the summer. It's kind of their place now. Okay, here's another question from Pixel Smith. And going through your bio, I, you know, in doing a little bit of research on on your background, I didn't know that you, that you were actually a Mongol. That you were a uh, a color wearing uh, Mongol. Uh, and the question is, how long were you a Mongol, and do you still have your colors in your Harley? <laughs> I became a full patch Mongol. When I was just getting out of the United States Navy, in fact, I had a couple months to go. I used to leave the base and put my colors on. You know, I'd already had two tours overseas, and they knew I was getting out, so they didn't really bother with it. I didn't ride with the Mongols very long because uh, I wanted to attempt to go play professional football later, and I knew I had to go to college, but of course, I didn't go into football. I eventually went into pro wrestling, but I, I did rise to sergeant-at-arms of the South Bay chapter. When I won governor, a, a few of the Mongols actually contacted me to congratulate me years later, and uh, yes, I do still have my colors because uh, that's up to your president, and the president at the time of my chapter was James Batman Rivera. And when I left, uh, Fat Man told me, you earned those colors, keep them. And so, yes, I do still have my colors. And in fact, a funny story, when I got out of office as governor, I was so well recognized and all that that I didn't want to be. So I grew the beard when I taught at Harvard. And then I had it shaved down to where it looked like Johnny Depp with Captain Jack Sparrow. You know, with the beads in it and all that. And then I went down and I had them put dreadlocks in my hair all the way to my shoulders. So I had shoulder length dreadlocks. And I would ride around Minnesota flying my Mongol colors on my bike. And nobody knew that there goes the governor. The only way that you'll know is on my bike now, my license plate says 38-GOV because I'm the 38th governor of Minnesota. Uh, I have that on my funny. license plate so that when I do fly my colors, that uh, the cops will know that it's just the governor. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but, uh, no, I'm, I'm still a – I'm not an active member. I haven't been for many, many years. But I did run in. I was out in L.A., and I ran into uh, Geo of the Hollywood chapter who I just met a young guy. And I basically told him that I still fly my colors occasionally. And he said, don't worry about it. You're a Mongo. Fly them anywhere you want. I think I still would be treated in good standing by the club. But they've gotten pretty – it's been pretty rough since the war with the Hells Angels apparently. Yeah. And uh, but there's such a renewed interest now. Of course, everybody, uh, you know, when they get uh, get to that certain age, instead of getting a red sports car, it seems like everybody's getting Harleys now. So, well, <laughs> I, I have a bike again, but uh, unfortunately, it's not a Harley. It's a custom chopper. Uh, I have an SNS engine, Rolling Thunder frame, RevTech six tranny. 
Arlen Ness front end and primary and Kiriakin gears and all that stuff. It's a beautiful machine. It's worth about $45,000. Wow. I had one fascinating motorcycle ride in my life over the Brooklyn Bridge with some speed you couldn't imagine. He must have been going 60, 70 miles an hour. So it felt, you know, a little bit, you know, awkward. I wasn't used to motorcycles, but that's just me. Chris, you got more questions. I know that. Well, you kind of touched on this a little bit, Governor, but um, Exodoc, one of our posters, uh, has uh, four questions here. The first one is, what got you interested in conspiracies to begin with? And you kind of touched on it, but other than the Kennedy assassination, what other early conspiracies really piqued your interest in got you involved in, in becoming uh, as up to speed and, and doing the research that uh, well, that few people do, like you. Yeah, well, it, it naturally was Kennedy. You know, I, I was flying around doing all the wrestling, and I'd read anything I could on the murder of Jack Kennedy. And then, of course, that opened the door to start studying Robert Kennedy's murder a little bit more. So I started reading more on Robert's murder. And then the thing that really got me the worst was in 2004 when I was teaching at Harvard and McNamara came through and was touring right before he died, explaining that the Gulf of Tonkin incident never happened, that it was a false flag operation. And that's what really blew me up on this. I said, that's it. I've had enough of my government lying to me. I've had enough of them lying and causing people to die. And that's what really focused me on going after these so-called conspiracies or whatever they are. And if you notice, you know, the government does nothing but has a conspiracy theory. Take 9-11, for instance. Oh, what yeah. actual evidence have they ever shown us that Osama bin Laden did it? Oh, boy. We have such a thread of discussions in our forums. Oh, boy. Yeah. Wait, let me add this for a moment. Take your time. Why haven't they indicted him? Why isn't he on the 10 most wanted list of the FBI? Exactly. Well, I know why, because off the record, the FBI said that we don't have enough evidence. Therefore, we attacked Afghanistan. We did all this stuff, but we have no evidence. Well, we don't have enough. That's what tells you that 9-11 was clearly a false flag operation. Sure, but we do know that 9-11 occurred. So what really happened? Well, planes got flown into buildings, something flew into the Pentagon, and something crashed in Pennsylvania, you know. But I'm trying to figure out, you know, I've spoken to people who survived at the Twin Towers, and I've spoken to people that survived the Pentagon. In fact, the girl, April Gallo, was right in the room where the alleged plane hit, and she actually stumbled out the hole that it created. The government locked her up for 48 hours and wouldn't let her see anyone because she had said there was no plane. She said there was no luggage, there were no seats. She saw nothing that indicated a plane hit the Pentagon. Well, of course, the government didn't want her out telling the world that, you know, and, and so, uh, well, there you got it. But that, well, Why that haven't really they released all those security camera uh, clips that uh, exactly. I, there were several dozen There's that captured it from all angles? And why haven't they released those security camera clips? And here's the better question. In light of all of us that are questioning it, release it to shut us up. Right. Before we go on, are there any other 9-11 questions to pursue? Can we collect any? Well, there's, that? Uh, yeah, that gets into a whole, uh, a whole ball of wax. Of course, the, the major overriding question that's on a current thread right now, of course, we are recording this show April 1st, and on the forum.theparacast.com, there's a thread on World Trade Center building number seven, which uh, I have always maintained uh, is the 
biggest crucial clue that we have that uh, the you know official government theory uh, or conspiracy theory, if you will, uh, does not hold water. Uh, what do you think about uh, World Trade Center number seven? And I'm sure you've done quite a bit of looking into that uh, in terms of the structural integrity of the building, how it came down, the fact that uh, the building was not struck by an airplane. Why don't you just kind of lead us through uh, your particular research that you've done and and, and uh, let's address uh, uh, WTC number seven. Before we do that, Governor Ventura, let's just do this break quickly. Jesse sure. Ventura joining us. I'm Gene Steinberg. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. You're in the Paracast. Ray Perkins, a reclusive veteran burned out from the Gulf War, lives tortured by relentless, perplexing nightmares. Nightmares of a horrific battle in deep space and of a mysterious woman suffering in agony for her devastated world. A woman not yet born, calling across centuries to him. Then, a coincidence leads him to his destiny, his chance to alter the universe. Attack! Attack! of the Rockwells. The former fiction editor for Star Wars and Indiana Jones, Robert Simpson, writes, The soul of the novel Attack of the Rockoids lies in its heart and passion for building a convincing tale of a love that spans the galaxy. A thrilling story. Attack, Attack of the Rockoids is available now. Read a sample chapter and get a special discount off of the cover price at our website, rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Attack, Attack. Of the Rockwell, a novel in the grand science fiction tradition. <clears throat> Sore throat? Spray that with Dermatol. <laughs> Diaper rash? Spray that with Dermatol. Ouch! Burn or cut? Spray that with Dermatol for shockingly fast relief. If you had room for only one first aid product in your preparedness kit, you need Dermatol because it works on almost every skin irritation or injury. All natural Dermatol brings amazing relief to burns, cuts, scrapes, bites, boils, shingles, rashes, elderly skin tears, even chronic diabetic ulcers and bed sores. Dermatol is an all natural antimicrobial, antiviral, and antifungal wound cleanser that speeds healing with no side effects, is safe for all ages and skin types, and is even safe enough to spray on sore throats or onto sore eyes. Read our many testimonials at Dermatol.com, spelled D-E-R-M-A-T-O-L.com. Order online at Dermatol.com or call 800-217-6677. That's 800-217-6677. Effective, efficient, economical. Spray it all with Dermatol. The U.S. economy is at a tipping point. 40 cents of every dollar the government spends is borrowed. The president of the Federal Reserve in Dallas was recently quoted saying, this path will lead to insolvency, resulting in the collapse of our government and our economy. Our country can't function like this, and neither can your household. That's why you need to prepare, and priority one is your food supply. Fortunately, it's easy and affordable with the help of Ready Reserve Foods. Ready Reserve Foods has been a premier supplier of long-term storable foods for 37 years. Their unique process assures the highest quality long-term food storage available with a 25-year shelf life. A full-year supply of quality food for two people costs a fraction of what you pay at the grocery store. For a free, full-color catalog, call 800-453-2202. That's 800-453-2202. Or visit readyreservefoods.com. Ready Reserve Foods, making preparedness simple since 1972.
Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. I designed our top-selling holster, the Super Tuck Deluxe, to solve the problems of being poked, pinched, and gouged while carrying concealed. The Super Tuck Deluxe is the most comfortable, most concealable holster on the market today. We offer a two-week free trial and a lifetime warranty. Visit us at crossbreedholsters.com. Don't forget crossbreedholsters.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. You're in the Paracast. You never know what's going to happen next. In his best conspiratorial mode, Chris O'Brien, the co-host, I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast with Governor Jesse Ventura. The book is 63 Documents the Government Doesn't Want You to Read. And the question on the table, World Trade Center number seven. And then I'll tell you my weird experience in the World Trade Center six weeks before this happened. Governor? Okay. If you go to my book and you go to uh, Document 47, the free fall of Building 7. In that document, NIST, in their official thing that came out in 2008, said that there was between uh, like 10 or 12 or 15 of the floors in their official thing, they said the building fell in total free fall. Now, to not believe that that building was demoed and brought down is ridiculous because what they're saying there, if they say that it, it wasn't demoed, then they're defying the laws of Newton's laws of physics. Because when one object, a, a moving object, hits one that's not moving, they slow down. This building fell and then went into a complete free fall. The only way that you can have a complete free fall is to remove all resistance. So right in their own documents, they're admitting that the building came down with assistance because it had to, or it defies Newton's laws of physics, and you can't defy the laws of physics. Well, of course, one of the the questions uh, that the you know the the more conservative uh, people who don't want to look at all the facts, I think, in this particular uh, tragic tragic uh, scenario in American history, one of the main things that they point out is that that uh, the building did have damage, uh, 10 floor gash on it, and, and that, uh, you know, that was enough to bring the building down. But, but I'm sure structural engineers have come forward and said, well, why didn't the building fall sideways uh, if that was the case, if there was damage on one side? How come it came down virtually in its own footprint? Uh, that would be one thing. Uh, well, there's another thing, too, on, uh, the regular, on the regular buildings. Let me throw this in. If okay. those buildings were likewise brought down and assisted, because if you look at them, how could the concrete be powdered? If that building collapsed, it would come down in big chunks, and yet everything was blowing so bad, it was all blowing to dust. 
What type of energy force does it take? Well, I'll tell you, nanothermite. Right. It's well, a when did they explosive and it's put on like paint? You paint it on. Now and I have. It's an explosive when it dries. Now, Governor, have you heard the uh, the the theory that's been bannered about that uh, the World Trade Center was designed and built with uh, demolition capabilities from the get-go, from the very construction process, knowing that they would have to bring those buildings down at some point, that they were actually designed and built with, with those types of uh, capabilities uh, in place. Have you ever heard that? No, I have not. I have not heard that at all. If that's the case, then w the amount of time and effort and energy and cost it would take to actually wire a building for demolition, it would take a minimum of two weeks to do that. Now, well, I do minute, have... Wait a minute, wait a minute now. Okay. Construct, construction was a daily occurrence at the World Trade Centers. William Rodriguez, the janitor, told me that. He said construction yeah. was a continuous thing there because as tenants would move out new, before new ones would come in, they'd redo everything. Now, with nanothermite, all you've got to do is bring in a paint crew and say, here, paint the building because it comes in buckets and it's put on with brushes. So you could have a paint crew not even knowing that they're putting a high explosive onto the wall wow. because it doesn't become an explosive till it dries. Wow. So that's how simple it could be done. And not only that, you might say, how would you get everything in the building? All you'd have to do is masquerade as a UPS driver, pull up down below to the loading docks, and they'll let you go anywhere in the building to deliver whatever. Security wasn't so good in those days. Absolutely not. The William Rodriguez, the janitor, told me that. Mm. He said that all you'd have to do is be the UPS guy, and you could get it, come in with boxes or whatever, and you can get anywhere you want. Come in at night. You Just know? to be maybe a little sarcastic here, should we believe, though, what the janitor says? Should we? He's a hero. Do you know his story? Essentially, yes. William Rodriguez got out of no. the building and had the only key that would unlock and, and would unlock the building and bring people in. And uh, he went back in with the first responders, unlocking the floors so they could go in there. He's considered the last man out. When William told me his story, I told him, William, I believe you, but this is so powerful. You have to get someone to collaborate what you're saying. He did. He brought me his boss, Anthony who told me the identical story up to the point of going back in with the first responders because his boss, Anthony, did not go back in. Chris, Absolutely. we have any more questions about 9-11 before we move on? Um, yes. Uh, it's more of a <laughs> rather sarcastic comment. Uh, this is, again, from Pixel Smith. The greatest thing that came out of 9-11 was discovering that expensive demolition squads are no longer needed to take down a high-rise building in a big city. Simply so start a s couple of small office fires and wait a couple of hours. The structure will pulverize itself, cut its main support beams, and fall at near free-fall speed neatly into its own footprint. I think that was more of a comment rather than a question. But, well, and, yeah. and I think the person, hey, I agree totally. Let's see a demonstration. Yeah. Would the next time one of these buildings that they're going to take down in Las Vegas, let's simply light it on fire first and see if the fire brings it down. Yeah. Well, no, no I think building that would be built a great out of experiment. Let's just light a building on fire and see if it see if the building will uniformly collapse. 
I think the person's right on in what they said right there. But if no we look at the conspiracy, if we look at the conspiracy for 9-11, again, is this the military-industrial complex doing this to start a war? I don't know. Okay. I, you know, I think it was the policy of the Bush administration and what they wanted to do. Because let's remember something. It came clear to me why we're in Afghanistan. You know why we're there? Yeah. <laughs> well, because... Heroin and oil. Well, no, 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 no. We're there because it was in the paper about six months ago. They found mineral resources beyond belief there. I always question why the Russians went in there in the 80s. Who ever heard of Afghanistan? But there's mineral resources there where they stated there's a vein of lithium that could be worth a trillion dollars. Now, what is lithium? Lithium is used in every cell phone, computer, and soon-to-be electric cars. Right. Because you've got to have lithium batteries. It's in your iPhone. It's in your iPad. It's in everybody's notebook computer. Now, I think about, every time I think about all that stuff in Afghanistan, I think about the line that this act said in the movie True Lies with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he is being filmed, and he says, you killed our women and our children, and you call us terrorists? And you wonder about all the history in the 80s and 90s that came back to haunt us. And that film, I'm sure that James Cameron was making a statement when that line was written. (laughs) I don't know. You'd have to ask him. Sure. Chris, you want to move to another topic, or do we still have 9-11 on the agenda? Let's move on. That's enough 9-11. You got it. What's the next question? Okay. Um... Let's see. While Chris is looking, this is to show you how we do this show. It's so spontaneous, and also because we have so many threads about these various discussions that Chris is going to have to comb through all the questions and see which ones have been touched upon, which ones no longer apply, which ones we can discard, and which ones we can present. In the meantime, about those documents, the book is called 63 Documents the Government Doesn't Want You to Read. And the author is Governor Jesse Ventura, and he's living in Mexico now. And I have to ask about that because there hear all these horror stories about Mexico. It's not safe for anybody. We've told our son not to go down there. He has a lot of Latin friends, and maybe we'll ask about that in our next section. I'm Gene Steinberg. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. You're in the Paracast. Are you ready to order the official Paracast t-shirt? You asked, we answered. We're now taking orders for the official Paracast t-shirt. It comes in white, 100% cotton. The front of it features the same logo that we have on our community forums. On the back it says, separating signal from noise. To order the official Paracast t-shirt, here's all you have to do. Visit our new online store at store.theparacast.com. One more time, that's store.theparacast.com. You can use a major credit card to place your order for the official 
Paracast t-shirt. Hey, neighbors, we have one more thing to talk about, and that's more merchandise at the official Paracast store. We have hats, we have jackets, we even have a flip video camcorder customized with the Paracast logo at the official Paracast store. It's all now available at the official Paracast store, store store.theparacast.com. Freedom, the blistering anti-globalist anthem from the rock band Ravelin. Just one of 11 great songs from the album Under the Sun. Available on iTunes and at Ravelin.com. R-A-V-E-L-Y-N. Ravelin.com. Spring and a new growing season are here. Plan a healthy garden easy and fast with OrganicaSeed.com. Easy because OrganicaSeed.com offers one of the largest online selections of organic, heirloom, non-hybrid, and untreated seeds, as well as tobacco and cotton seeds at low prices. Go to OrganicaSeed.com, spelled O-R-G-A-N-I-C-A-Seed.com. OrganicaSeed.com. Remember, Organica Seed is healthy seed. We all need to prepare ourselves. You might have the food, water, gold, and silver, but ask yourself, are you truly prepared? That's why you need to visit MainMilitary.com. MainMilitary.com carries everything you need. Gas masks, wool blankets, fire starter kits, high-capacity magazines, chemical suits, military surplus items, and much more. Do you own a firearm? MainMilitary.com has a large selection of pistols and rifles suited for your needs. Are your local stores sold out of ammunition? Call or visit them today for prices on hard-to-find ammo and bulk ammo orders. You don't need to worry about having a military surplus store in your area because MainMilitary.com is the only store you'll ever need, all from the comfort of your computer. Visit them online today at MainMilitary.com. That's Maine, like the state, Military.com. Or call them at 1-877-608-0179. That's 1-877-608-0179. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over five years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today, complete with two black Berkey elements for only $220. And the Berkey Guy will include three sport Berkey water bottles and ship everything to you free of charge. That's right, three sport Berkey water bottles and free shipping. An $87 value, yours free. Call the Berkey Guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653. Or order online at GoBerkey.com. That's GoBerkey.com today. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hi, this is nuclear physicist lecturer Stanton Friedman. You are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. We are back with Governor Jesse Ventura talking about conspiracies, government and otherwise, mostly government. Chris O'Brien's the co-host. I'm Gene Steinberg on the PowerCast this week. Chris, you got some more questions. I do. 
Governor, could you tell us what a non-issue is and why the government and the media love to shout about them? What a what is? A non-issue. <laughs> a non-issue. In other words, you're always always hearing on the news shows, oh, oh that's a non-issue. Uh, I'm not sure. You'd have to ask them. I guess it means something that's ultimately not important to anyone. Yeah, the government and the media does love to shout shout about them. Uh, okay, I'm just reading them as they're coming up here. What Could you tell us what you think the most important issue today facing Americans is? Um, I think the most important issue facing America today is naturally our economy, of getting it righted, hopefully, and restoring the middle class. See, I think it's a direct assault to destroy the middle class to make the United States like many other countries in the world where you only have rich and poor. And that was always the great thing about the United States was that you had a solid middle class where, you know, people could live a dream and could raise a family, own a home, and do all those things. So I think the most important issue to the United States is to, uh, is to uh, solidify our economy again. Governor, what's in the future for you, and do you plan on continuing your conspiracy show? Um, uh, right now, we're waiting to hear if we're on for a third season. I have no no idea. Uh, we're waiting for the, the go-ahead from True TV. Uh, everything looks positive, but having been in that business, uh, you never believe it until it's happening. Uh, other than that, what's in the future for me? Uh, I plan, I think, on applying for Mexican citizenship. Uh, I'm not giving up my U.S. citizenship, but I think that having dual citizenship would be very good for me personally because I do go back and forth so often. And then piggybacking on what you said about the fear of living in Mexico, well, I have such fear to live in Mexico that right now I've left my wife for two weeks down there all alone, and I have no fear at all for her safety. Now, there is a great deal of problems in Mexico because of the war on drugs, and we could solve those problems in a simple, easy method, legalization, because we're supplying all the weapons to the cartels down there, and there is a tremendous amount of murders at the borders and in certain part of the mainland. But I live in the Baja, and right now, other than Tijuana, the Baja is the most wonderful place, one of the most wonderful places on the planet. But hasn't that been the whole story? We didn't learn from Prohibition that if you take something that's popular and you ban it, you make it illegal, you create this underclass of criminals who are going to fill the need. If you don't approve that need, if you don't allow it to happen, somebody who wants to make a buck and they will provide the service. Absolutely. You know, people think that if you prohibit something, it's going away. It doesn't go away. It's simply going to be run by criminals now. And my mother even told me she lived through the prohibition of alcohol. And she said the war, before she passed away, she told me the war on drugs is identical to the prohibition of alcohol. All it does is make criminals rich and powerful. And clearly, I'll tell you this. Somebody in our government is making huge money on keeping those drugs illegal. Somebody's making huge money. Plus, you've got to fight the corporate entities of alcohol, tobacco, and all of them who do not want any other substances made legal because they're the legal drugs you can take. Well, if the others are made legal, wouldn't they want to get in the business and take it over? 
may be so, but they've got a monopoly right now, and so who knows? But uh, but but the problem is with marijuana, you can grow your own, so you don't have to buy any if you don't buy. After it's a plant, you can grow it in the backyard. It's a weed, and you know so you know nobody's going to make their own booze anymore. That's too much trouble. But uh, but uh, the thing is, is that you know clearly somebody's making money on keeping it illegal. You know, there's no doubt in my mind about that. Chris, well, now we're on the we're on the subject of plants. Uh, in in part two of your book, you go into some pretty interesting uh, documents that have to do with our food supply, the lack of inspections, the use of pesticides, and the honeybee uh, colony collapse uh, situation, and the whole fight that America is undergoing right now with Europe over the biotech um, industry and the introduction of biotech crops. You want to address those those issues a little? Well, again, we, you know, we, we, we're, we're messing with nature in our own way. We're messing with food. I don't think that's a good idea. I eat much healthier in Mexico than I do here because in Mexico, you got to eat things quick. There's no preservatives. Here in the United States, when you go into the store, everything's got a 30-day shelf life because of preservatives. In fact, look at it from this aspect. You know the fluoride that they put in water here, right? Well, floor, I guess they figure we can't brush our teeth or nothing. So they put fluoride in the water. Well, do you know what fluoride is the main ingredient of? Prozac. So in essence, if you got fluoride in the water, you're drinking Prozac every day. So we all don't need all those antidepressants that they're trying to sell us. Well, well fluoride was made famous by the Nazis. And so I guess we just took it over from them and decided it was a good thing to put it in our water to keep people dumb and to keep people's, you know, kind of like zombies, I guess. But, yeah, fluoride's the main ingredient to Prozac. Well, there's one thing I wanted to ask about that, too. Just I was reading in the newspapers of a survey some months back suggesting that for most people, antidepressants don't do a darn thing. It's only the people in the really extreme cases. Yeah, maybe so. I don't know. All I know is that I had two acquaintances that got put on Prozac, and within six months they committed suicide. I don't know if there's a tie into the Prozac, but they had put been put on it, and you know, six months later after being on it, they committed suicide. Well, you know, really sorry to hear that, but I think also the warnings. You ever look at the warning labels of these drugs? You have to be scared to death. Because some of them say, I watch on TV, oh, this drug, it's an antidepressant, it will cure what ails you. And now they read the conditions, may cause death, may cause, you know, jump off the bridge or something. Put it this way, I watch daytime TV once and all the drug ads, every drug they advertised on TV had way more side effects than marijuana. And all the medicinal values of marijuana. Yeah, are marijuana amazing. actually has medicinal value, absolutely. But, of course, we want to ban that. Huh? <laughs> Chris. Well, what, what is the, the Bill of Rights written on? <laughs> you know? Marijuana. It's written on hemp. <laughs> and so is the flag. The, Betsy Ross's flag is, too. Right. I think there's more uses for pot. Uh, I think it was like over 10,000 uses that uh, have been used of, over the millennia. Well, with, you know, uh, you know why you know why it was banned originally. Uh, uh, William Randolph Hearst. 
the big paper guy from San Francisco. Sure. What? He, he owned thousands of acres of timberland, and he used his money and influence to get the federal government to make hemp and marijuana illegal so that we would then have to buy timber to make paper rather than using hemp. So, again, follow the money. But he couldn't make money from hemp. Well, he didn't have thousands of acres That's of timberland. True. He owned that. So he wanted hemp illegal, and that forced him, forced us to buy his timber. Because, you know, hemp will grow 20 feet in a year. A tree will only grow one foot. So hemp is much more renewable. Now, that's a big thing, too. All our quests now for renewable energy, and it's being opposed this way and that. Is it ever going to go anywhere? Because I even look at these electric cars, really fascinating, but sometimes it costs more in the charging stations than it does to just put gas in there. Well, you know, it, who knows? Uh, we certainly, if we weren't fighting these wars, we would have a tremendous amount of money to put into exploring alternative energy, which would be a positive thing for the world, get us off dependency of oil. But uh, as long as we're fighting these wars, we're, we're not going to have money to do much of anything beyond that. I mean, look at now, they're destroying the unions, and they're trying to say that's the problem for the deficits. Excuse me, how come nobody from Wall Street's going to jail? You think about a teacher who gets a master's degree and starts at $30,000 a year, and somebody just with a bachelor's degree goes to Wall Street and makes millions. We have Governor Jesse Ventura, the book 63 Documents the Government Doesn't Want You to Read. By the way, if you want to contact us, send your email, news at theparacast.com. Once again, that's news at theparacast.com, where we read every message we get. I'm Gene Steinberg, the co-host Chris O'Brien. You're in the Paracast. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you own an Apple iPhone and love to listen to your favorite programs on GCN, I've got good news for you. I'm proud to announce that GCN has a brand new iPhone app available for our dedicated listeners at GCNlive.com. Listen to your favorite hard-hitting GCN programs live or on demand right on your iPhone. And the best part? The GCN iPhone app can be yours absolutely free. Download the iPhone app today by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. Hi, this this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Returning in the last few segments with Governor Jesse Ventura, who has graciously agreed to stay with us for the show. We're talking right now about why things might be illegal, that who benefits from things that ought to be legal, about kind of this dichotomy here where people on Wall Street make millions, but the teachers we depend upon, 
to teach our youth, to prepare them for the future. We give them a virtual pittance. People who go out in the street as policemen, policewomen, they go out there, law enforcement officers, taking their lives in their hands, and they get these incredibly low salaries. Where's the dichotomy? How do we do something about that? I don't know. <laughs> you can't ask me to Again. solve everything. The nature <laughs> of the beast. You know, what, what I laugh at is Hollywood. Someone can go pretend to be a cop and get paid five million bucks just pretending to be one on a screen. <laughs> right. That's right. But if you're well, a real cop, you, of course, get thirty, forty, fifty thousand, 50,000, and right. someone might shoot you tomorrow, and that's it. And you'll give a pittance to the survivors. Yep, exactly. But, you know, that's the way of the world. You know, you can't change everything or make it all right. You can only do the best you can. Yeah. One step at a time. How's yeah. the questions going, Chris? Well, we're pretty much uh, done with the questions from the forum. I personally have a, a number uh, based on some of the very interesting documents that uh, Governor Ventura has included in, in the book. One of the things that's always interested me, and you brought it up early on, Jesse, is Project Artichoke, MK Ultra, military experimentation on our own troops, the whole issue of the government's response and denial of Gulf War illness and how some of these government programs have adversely affected uh, the good men and women of our military and in and, and public service. Why don't you uh, talk to us a little bit about what you've uncovered in terms of some of the early experiments on our, on our own troops and then look at the issue of um, Gulf War illness and, and, for instance, Agent Orange, which I believe you personally feel uh, had adversely impacted you and your no, health. No, 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 it hasn't. I don't know where that got reported from. I don't know how that arose. It had to be something in wrestling. But I, 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 I didn't, I, to my knowledge, I, don't, I never contacted Agent Orange. I don't think so. So uh, I don't know where that rose up from, but somehow that's been out there for a number of years. And I always try to debunk it when someone brings it up. Because okay, I, good, I, good. Because, yeah, I did read that somewhere, uh, I, yeah, I think, it, quite, it got quite a while ago. Some damn wrestling magazine or something years ago. And somehow, you know, when, when one thing gets printed in print, well, then it sometimes gets its own life. And I want right. to debunk that right now. I, 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 to my knowledge, I've had no ill effects from Agent Orange whatsoever. Well, as a frogman, I was kind of wondering about that. It'd be pretty. Uh, <laughs> it'd be interesting no, it to, to be on. It wouldn't be difficult because I'm sure it could be in the water and in the rivers yeah, and all true. that. You know, no, it probably you could very well be. I will tell you this: today I have numb feet, and they can't tell me why. It's called non-specific neuropathy, and I went to the Mayo Clinic, and you know it affects my balance a little bit, and that it happened at like age fifty. And in fact, I, uh, my toenails started turning black and falling off. And I went to the doctor and he took a clip of it, sent it to the University of Minnesota. He came back and said, uh, did you serve in Vietnam and Southeast Asia? And I said, yes, yeah, 17 months. He said, well, we're seeing more of this. He said, you picked up a fungus over there. And apparently it lies dormant in your body for 20, 25 years before it comes out. And... That's apparently one thing that happened to me. Now, I can't explain anything more than that. The Mayo Clinic said that uh, my non-specific neuropathy, they said, we can't explain why your feet are numb. Well, what are your feelings about the, uh, like, Gulf uh, War Syndrome and um, Agent it's Orange? Difficult. And 
Well, I'll tell you how I feel. It's typical. They always screw over the veteran. They always praise us out on the streets. They have parades for us. Everybody tells you, oh, thank you for your service and all that. But when it comes down to taking care of the veteran after the war, we fall short every time. We fell short in Vietnam. We fell short in Korea. We fell short in the Gulf War. And we will certainly fall short in the Iraq and Afghan War. Because once the soldier's been used, the government don't care about them anymore. It's called collateral damage. And people should wake up to that fact. Quit just giving them lip service patriotism. Do something with money and health and at the VA hospitals and help the veterans out where it really counts, not just simply doing things at football games and telling everybody like Sean Hannity did me, oh, thank you so much for your service and all that BS that they always give you. You know, the proof's in the pudding. Take care of the veterans. They take care of you. Kind of, kind of reminds me of the bumper sticker I've been seeing more and more lately. Support our troops. Bring them home. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, what about this whole uh, controversy that sprang up um, over your covering the story of uh, FEMA internment camps and, and, and the, the so-called internment camps and, well, and, plans, and plans to have uh, large, large holding centers for American citizens in the case of national emergencies? Well, apparently we must have struck a raw nerve because uh, uh, Cohen, the, sen- the congressman from Tennessee, uh, and he, they, the government came hard at Time AOL Time Warner, who's the parent company of True TV, and it aired one time. They pulled it, and now they won't acknowledge that we even did it, and they won't talk about it. They don't list it or anything. And you're right; it was all over a bill we found from Homeland Security. That, uh, that said that uh, uh, they wanted FEMA to build no less than six internment camps around the country. And w- we took a photo of one, and it looks just like a, a prison camp in Germany because it's located right next to the railroad. So apparently you can bring in people on the railroad and, like they did in Germany and drop them off there for good keeping. And this, this, one, this prison we looked at in Texas, it was run by the private sector, it was called a residence, and yet no one could move in and out of it. it. The doors were locked. I had to pound on the door for a half hour with the TV cameras before someone would come out and talk to me. And when they did, every answer that I got was no comment. And the scary part was in the back of this place, they had, it looked like a day, daycare center. They had swings. They had slides and all this stuff for kids. And I asked them, do you keep children here? No comment. Have you ever kept children here? No comment. What would a child have to do to end up here? No comment. But that was the scary thing about it, the fact that they had all this stuff out back like a daycare center inside of a prison in Texas being run. You know, a lot of people are crying out now, oh, privatize everything, cut down the size of government, do this and do that. Well, that's good to a certain extent, but you can't privatize everything, and I think privatizing prisons is wrong, because then you've got the private sector running them, and who's to say whether anybody's truly doing a check and balance there to see what's going on? And wouldn't you also convict more people to fill the prisons so they make money? Yeah, absolutely. Good point. 
then you'll keep your marijuana laws and all these phony laws so that you can keep, keep tossing people in there, and then the government will subsidize it and all that, and away you go. But I think privatization of prisons is horrible. Also, you look at the situation in this country where I think we have a higher percentage of our population in prison than almost anywhere else in the world. We do. Of all the industrialized countries in the world, the United States, which is supposed to be the bastion of freedom, we have the most prison population. That's a disconnect that I cannot understand. But again, as you said before, you know, marijuana, how many people take a couple of smokes and they're in prison now? Of course, we have less of that, a movement in that direction. But just think of how many people have spent time in prison for victimless crimes. Just oh, it's horrible. In fact, uh, the, the great book on it, I think, what was his name? Uh, uh, oh, I can't think of him. He died. He wrote, Ain't Nobody's Business But Your Own. I'll tell you what, we've got Governor Jesse Ventura for just a few more segments here on the Paracast. The book is 63 Documents the Government Doesn't Want You to Read. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. You expect professional service from your doctor, your accountant, and even the girl who takes your morning coffee order. Why not from your domain registrar, too? Namecheap.com provides stellar service with no sneaky upselling. We offer more features and security options for your website than there are ways to order a latte. And new domains come with WhoisGuard to protect your personal info. At Namecheap.com, you can get your domain for as low as $2.99. Now is a great time to get to know Namecheap.com. 58 years, fate has provided true reports of the strange and unknown. Fate brings you the latest in all aspects of the paranormal, like angels and miracles, psychic phenomena, ghosts, UFOs, and much, much more. To receive your complimentary fate magazine, call now at 1-800-728-2730 or visit their website at www.fatemag.com. That's 1-800-728-2730. What are you waiting for? Your fate awaits. Again, the Congressional Budget Office sounds the alarm. This time warns of Greek-style U.S. debt crises. You heard me right. The GAO is drawing a parallel between the U.S. economy, its debt, and the current Greek economic meltdown. With the debt-to-GDP chart climbing into unfamiliar territory, the growing budget deficit will rise to unsupportable levels. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. The Federal Debt and Risk of Financial Crises document the CBO has published is a must-read for every American, covering the risk of continued deficit spending coupled with an aging population and the rising interest rates spell economic disaster. It's imperative that you get a copy of this document and study it for yourself. Call me today at 800-686-2237, and I'll send you a free copy. Again, call 800-686-2237 and ask for your copy of the CBO document. Once again, you need to read this government report. Call 800-686-2237. If you own a septic system or if you're facing costly septic system replacement, this message is for you. When you want to stop paying for pump outs and avoid backups, when you've had enough of the foul odors and costly repairs, use BioSafe One Septic Solution. Now there's an easy-to-use, 100% guaranteed answer to all your septic system problems. BioSafe One Septic Solution. BioSafe One is patented and made specifically for all septic systems and made by the same team of scientists who help clean up the Exxon Valdez oil spill. BioSafe One decontaminates and removes sludge, stops 
Gets costly pump outs and repairs and removes septic system stench, all with a 100% success rate. See what gives BioSafe One Septic Solution the advantage over any other septic product at BioSafeOne.com. That's B I O S A F E O N E.com. BioSafeOne.com. Or call toll free 1 866 424 6663. That's 1 866 424 6663. BioSafe One, the guaranteed bio friendly, money saving way to clean your septic system. Dr. David Berry has provided excellent advice for all those interested in practical economics and sound money. It's certainly worth reading. That's what Congressman Ron Paul said about Cha-Ching Wisdom, 123 Practical Universal Truths About Money, the new book by Dr. David Berry. The cool part of this book, certainly it'll speak to you personally, your life, your lifestyle, your, your money, your investments, but it also can be generalized into the nation, what's going on as a nation. We do these same things personally that we do as a nation. Dr. Berry's book, Cha-Ching Wisdom, presents many facets of your relationship with the once almighty dollar and how current national and international politics affect affect your daily life. Some of the other things are, are about that. They're not just uh, economic, they're philosophical. There's psychology involved in this book. There's philosophy involved in this book. Read Cha-Ching Wisdom by Dr. David Barry, only $9.95, available at cha-chingwisdom.com. That's C-H-A-C-H-I-N-G wisdom.com. Cha-Ching-Wisdom.com. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. We want to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com Get in on all the action at forum.theparacast.com We're back. Governor Jesse Ventura joining us for the full show. Chris O'Brien's the co-host. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. And Chris has done a tremendous amount of research reading over the book, preparing questions, and I know you have a lot more to cover. Go ahead, please. You know, I'm like you, <laughs> Jesse. I um, I actually turned off my TV about three years ago, but I have made it my business to uh, see as many of your episodes as possible. And a good friend of mine who uh, died uh, fairly soon after he talked with you about the HARP project up in Galcona, Alaska, Jerry Smith, who wrote the book HARP Weather Warfare. I was very... Yes, uh, Jerry died of uh, galloping pancreatic cancer. He was gone in in a month. I had no idea that happened. Nobody ever yeah. told me that. Unbelievable! Wow. Yeah, yeah. It was a it was a shock to us all. He was actually the uh, the managing uh, office manager for the publishing company uh, that publishes my books and published Jerry's books. So it was a real loss and a real personal loss for for David and Jen and myself. Um, but one thing that, that struck me, you were talking about the no comment uh, responses that you were getting from Department of Homeland Security uh, people or, or whoever you were interviewing uh, about this Texas facility. A very similar scenario uh, happened on that episode where you actually showed up at the front gates of HARP. You were not allowed to even ask questions. You were pretty much shooed away. What oh, do yeah. you think about HARP? What do you think well, about the state of technology? Well, first of all, let me state this. They lie right from the get-go because they call it an unclassified research center. Well, that's a lie because if it was unclassified, they would have brought me, let me come in, right? Yeah, exactly. So clearly, that it, 
clearly it is classified because I wasn't allowed in, even though when I was in the Navy, I had a top secret security clearance. But I guess as a governor, that doesn't apply anymore. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? But uh, How ironic. anyway, yeah, exactly. No, Harp is uh, like Dr. Nick Baggage said when he wrote the book, Angels Don't Play This Harp. Dr. Baggage yeah. said to me, he said, Governor, this is the death ray. Interesting, and, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Baggage was one of our first guests when we started the PowerCast in 2006. Oh, really? Well, then you know very well what I'm talking about. Yes, I do. From, oh, yeah. He's a very nice man. And, uh, yeah, I've known Nick and, for uh, years. Yeah, and so, you know, that's uh, I didn't even know this harp existed. When we went into the show, they said, guess what? You're going to Alaska. I said, what? And they said, yeah, this thing harp. You know, and so I went up there, and I saw this thing, and I went, whoa. And then when I started talking to some and saw how the locals were, nobody would talk about the place. We had hell to find anybody up there who would even talk to us about it because the people seemed so frightened and, and I of it. And I thought, this is the government of the United States? This is what, what they portray to the people around here? And, you know, once a year they let the people come in there and they give them a donut and coffee. And then uh, that, that's what they say is, oh, yeah, we're open to the public. You know, but it's, I don't know what to make of it really. It can't seem too good to me when you take 50,000 watts, multiply it, and bang it off the ionosphere there and ricochet it back to Earth because it just seems you're messing where you shouldn't be messing with things of that nature. You know, I don't know. To me, it's got to be a weapon, you know, and, and if it is, why don't they just be honest and tell us what it is? You know, it's fascinating, Governor, how we're sitting here existing in this soup of radio waves. For example, I'm just sitting here and I have wireless devices, a wireless printer, wireless phone, wireless iPad, router, this, that and the other thing. You think all that stuff going on around there. I'm living in this soup. What's it doing to me? Oh, yeah. Why do you think I, do you know, I've never owned a cell phone, nor will I? <laughs> no, I haven't. I have never owned a cell phone. Many people said, how could you be governor without a cell phone? I said, easy. My security bodyguards had them. What do I need one for? Let they them suffer. Me. So, therefore, if you get a call, they just hand you the phone. Yeah. If somebody wants to talk to me, one of my bodyguards, security state troopers, you know, who protect me, will hand me, Governor, you have a call, and they'll hand me the cell phone, you know. And it's interesting. Of course, I use hands-free when I'm in the car. I keep okay, that thing away from my ear as much as possible. I, I actually have made it my life's ambition now. I will never own a cell phone. I want to be able to put that on my gravestone. He never owned a cell phone. <laughs> okay, Jesse Ventura, he never owned a cell phone. Because I figure by the time I die, I'll be the only one on the planet who can say that. Although I did find someone else who's like me. Uh, what's her name? Leibowitz, the writer here in New York. Sure. Yeah, she's never owned one either. I saw a special on her, and I thought, oh, my goodness, there's one other person. I better outlive her. You know something? You're not the only one. One of our friends here, a very close friend of mine who's been on the show a number of times. I've known him most of my life, Jim Mosley. I don't think you've ever heard of him. He has a magazine about flying saucers called Saucer Smear. He has no computer. He uses a typewriter. He does not have a cell phone. He doesn't even have an answering machine on his phone. He's never been on the Internet. Well, he sounds very much like me because I'm computer ignorant, too. I don't use a computer, never have. I, I, I do have my website, but guess what? It's being run by my son. And, you know, I'll tell you just frankly, if there's any help I could 
offer with that, I would be happy to offer that publicly. Happy to do oh, it. Thank you. Yeah, no, my son, my son, I give him permission. You can operate it. You can do all of that. And at home, my wife does the computer, not me. So I fit right with your friend. I'm computer <laughs> illiterate. I don't own a cell phone. And I'm happier now. And I'll tell you the funny story. Sure. Back in 03, I bought my dream car for me, which was the bi-turbo 450 horsepower Porsche. Sure. All-wheel drive, right? And, of course, you got to get a slot number from Germany to get it. And so you order precisely what you want. And my salesman, who I had bought in probably five or six cars from during the years, because I love Audis, too. My wife has an Audi. He said, well, where?" He, here's his question. He goes, well, where do you want your cell phone? And I looked at him and I said, I don't want a cell phone. <laughs> he looked at me like I was ordering a car without tires. <laughs> I mean, it was unbelievable. And then I said to him, but you got that six CD player, you know, where you can stack six CDs. I said, I want that in the car. But I said, I don't want no cell phone. I said, my car is my sanctuary. I said, I don't want people bothering me. When you have a 450 horsepower Porsche, you want to drive the car, not talk on the phone. I kind of understand that. My brother-in-law has a Porsche, a really old one from the 1990s in this special blue color where there's only like a handful around the world. It's not in the greatest state of repair, but it's an interesting car. It really is. Oh, and they're all manual. You know, when you get in there, you got to drive it. you got to shift and you got to run the gears and all that. And also in Porsches, your main dial is your tack, not your speedometer. Did you know that? Okay. Yep. Right. Well, you have to learn to use a slush box in most cars these days. That's what they call them. In the old days, I learned how to drive on a stick shift. Unfortunately, I've kind of lost the knack for it, but now you're making me feel like I should learn again. Absolutely. Well, my first car ever was a 64 Pontiac GTO 4 on the floor. I had an old Chevrolet from a relative with a three-speed transmission. We're talking to Governor Jesse Ventura, reminiscing about everything. I think we have a few shared experiences here, it sounds like. The book is 63 Documents the Government Doesn't Want You to Read. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in The Paracast. Is there a secret UFO agenda? Do strange creatures from the darkest corners of the mind roam the earth? Is there evidence for mind control, time travel, or devious government conspiracies? Find out the inside scoop on the latest conspiracies, paranormal activity, and Freudian phenomena when you subscribe to Tim Beckley's Conspiracy Journal. It's jam-packed with stories, special book and DVD promotions, and the best news, it's absolutely free, sent right to your mailbox. Plus, a bonus free email newsletter sent out every Friday. Simply send an email with your name and address to MrUFO at WebTV.net. That's MrUFO at WebTV.net. Find out what they don't want you to know. <clears throat> Sore throat? Spray that with Dermatol. Yeah. Diaper rash? Spray that with Dermatol. Ouch! 
burn or cut? Spray that with Dermatol for shockingly fast relief. If you had room for only one first aid product in your preparedness kit, you need Dermatol because it works on almost every skin irritation or injury. All natural Dermatol brings amazing relief to burns, cuts, scrapes, bites, boils, shingles, rashes, elderly skin tears, even chronic diabetic ulcers and bed sores. Dermatol is an all natural antimicrobial, antiviral, and antifungal wound cleanser that speeds healing with no side effects, is safe for all ages and skin types, and is even safe enough to spray on sores throats or onto sore eyes. Read our many testimonials at Dermatol.com, spelled D-E-R-M-A-T-O-L.com. Order online at Dermatol.com or call 800-217-6677. That's 800-217-6677. Effective, efficient, economical. Spray it all with Dermatol. We all need to prepare ourselves. You might have the food, water, gold, and silver, but ask yourself, are you truly prepared? That's why you need to visit MainMilitary.com. MainMilitary.com carries everything you need. Gas masks, wool blankets, fire starter kits, high-capacity magazines, chemical suits, military surplus items, and much more. Do you own a firearm? MainMilitary.com has a large selection of pistols and rifles suited for your needs. Are your local stores sold out of ammunition? Call or visit them today for prices on hard-to-find ammo and bulk ammo orders. You don't need to worry about having a military surplus store in your area because MainMilitary.com is the only store you'll ever need, all from the comfort of your computer. Visit them online today at MainMilitary.com. That's Main, like the state, Military.com. Or call them at 1-877-608-0179. That's 1-877-608-0179. The food storage industry leader has done it again. Introducing FDG Clubs and Survival Bucks from the Freeze-Dry Guy. For over 39 years, the Freeze-Dry Guy has served various government agencies and the private sector with the finest in storable foods and emergency rations. If you've wanted to build emergency food supplies but couldn't afford it, now you can. Go to freezedryguy.com, click on products, and look for the Freeze-Dry Guy Clubs to pay as you go. Now you can build food storage without going into debt. Choose from a payment range of $95 to $450 per month. Our clubs work with everyone's budget. Plus, when you join Freeze-Dry Guy clubs, you'll get additional rewards. For example, this month, get 10% back in survival bucks on all purchases in the Freeze-Dry Guy product line, plus free shipping within the lower 48 states on any order amount. Hurry, go to freezedryguy.com or call 866-404-3663. That's freezedryguy.com or call 866-404-3663. The Freeze-Dry Guy, the best you can buy. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hi, this is Don Ecker, and you are tuned into the Paracast. Let me tell you what, you're going to hear stuff here that you probably won't hear anywhere else. Hear that, George Snorri? Pursuing our discussions with Jesse Ventura, former governor of Minnesota, 63 documents the government doesn't want you to read before Chris pursues more of the investigation. Now, these documents, in getting them, did you have to kind of weasel your way into getting stuff that might have been classified? How do you come by this stuff? No, not at all. We did not do a WikiLeaks thing at all. Everything in this book has been put out by the government. The only thing is you got to find it, and mainstream media isn't going to find it for you. So that's why we did it. We actually started this book, Dick and I, before WikiLeaks happened. And when it did happen, we got thoroughly excited because 
we knew it, it would help our book. And it's also we used some of the WikiLeaks stuff in the book because now, of course, it is public. And so once once it's out there in the public domain, you know, they can't prosecute you for having exposed it because it's already exposed. But no, the 63 documents in this book were gained nothing illegal. They are all out there. You know, it's just a matter of trying to find them. And I will tell you this, don't ask me, because that's where Dick Russell, my co-writer, comes in. He's the phenomenal researcher. I don't have the patience for it. But Dick's the guy, he finds all this stuff, and then I simply have to read it and write about it. It's so we remarkable. Good, we make a good the amount of The amount of documentation, Governor, that's in this book is, is jaw-dropping. I must say, this uh, Dick is really on the ball, and he sure well, has a knack for digging up. The other thing we wanted to, I just didn't want it to be my opinion, people reading my opinion and me telling them about the documents. In this book, you can read every document. We've reprinted them all just the way they are. Now, some of them, you know, are there's a lot of stuff that's blacked out in them, you know, stuff that you can't read in the document, but you can read enough understand what they're talking about in most cases. Yeah, they redact sources and methods, obviously, in, in some of these documents yeah, because they, they do... redacted and stuff you get, but, you know, you fight your way through it. Well, here's another another part of part three that I found very intriguing, and that was the whole idea of, of an internet kill switch. And this particular issue, I think, goes uh, to the heart of a lot of <laughs> our listeners' fears and interests. Uh, in terms of the the actual uh, ability for the government to kill the internet, and uh, we become so dependent, and, and I'm I'm guilty of this more than probably most people, of relying on the internet for so much, and so much commerce is 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 being conducted now online. What did you find out about this particular kill switch idea? And how about uh, the Homeland Security Cybersecurity Agreement with the Pentagon? Well, again, this is this is uh, the the kill switch was done. Our government gave the president the ability to literally shut down the internet, and you knew it was going to happen. I did. The internet was the new freedom place. This is where everything could happen. This is where there wasn't government control. Well, rest assured, the government's going to not let that go on. They want to control everything, and so. They granted the president the power that, quote, in a state of emergency, he can literally shut down the Internet if he desires to. And you can read all about it in the book. And if that don't scare all the people out there on the Internet, well, what would then? And then, of course, uh, you got to remember, I'm kind of reviewing this, too, because we wrote the book six months ago, and I'm already on to my new book. So, you know, in the Homeland Security Cyberspace Agreement is just with the Pentagon is just homeland security working hand in hand with the Pentagon again to control to control cyberspace and the internet. You know that they can't let it run amok. They have to try to control it, don't you think so? I guess yeah. in terms of national emergency maybe, but you see what we're seeing here with the Patriot Act and everything else, losing our freedoms and you're somebody who fought for freedom in the sense because you were in the Navy. So the question I would have is how does someone like you persuade more people? Right now, of course, you got the book. It's done well. You got these books. You got the TV show. But people will still regard you, frankly, as possibly being a fringe character. How do you basically break through that and get more credibility? I don't know. What can I do about it? Uh, I simply will challenge everybody. Like when people, tell, when people challenge me on 9-11, I always look at them and say, well, 
what actual uh, investigation have you done of 9-11 other than listening to what mainstream media has told you and what the government has told you? And 99 times out of 100, the person will say, well, I haven't done any more than that. And then I'll say, well, then how can you question me when I've been investigating it, reading documents for over three and a half to four years on it now? And so that's how I fight back on it, because I, I get people by getting them to admit they know nothing more than what they've been told. Yeah. Well, what advice do you have for people that, that are, you know, in, in, the, in the words of our lead character in the, in the movie network, uh, the people out there that are mad as hell and they don't want to take it anymore? What advice well, would you have for people? Here's the advice I have for everyone, and it's the most simple one as the nose on your face. And you know what it is? Here it is. The next election, vote for anybody but Democrats or Republicans. We still have the power of that vote, and it's time to vote Democrats and Republicans out of office, vote only for independent candidates, somebody who is not sold out to the height corporations and all that that's what we need to have happen and i'll tell you what else i'm now supporting i no longer support the third party movement because my belief is the democrats and republicans have corrupted the system so bad that any third party in which to survive is going to have to corrupt itself well you've already got a two-headed monster why would you need a three-headed one and here's where we can start <laughs> We need to make it at the ballot box, the voting booth, only names, no parties, only names. Why are parties listed on a ballot? Well, it encourages, of course, people who believe one party stands for this, the other party stands for that. Exactly so, of course, it's that. basically so, to control, you know, well, like the so, tradition. Let me give you an example. The tradition when I was growing up, my father said the Democrats are for the people, the working man, the Republicans are for business. Well, that's, a that's tradition. fine, but if you remove the party and say just put names down, then it's, then it's inherent upon every voter to educate himself. Okay, what does John Smith stand for? All you got to do is remove the party. See, now you can go in, and if you're a conservative, you don't even need to know the names. Republican, 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 Republican. If you're a liberal, Democrat, 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 Democrat. Let's remove that. Let's put only names down. That way, you as a voter, you got to find out what that person stands for. And that's also remove party. electronic voting. Oh, yeah, and, and ban, this, ban these voting machines. Because yeah. and, like any computer, they can be hacked into. Go back to, look at it this way. My God, if you can't take a pencil and circle a, and fill in a circle, what have you been doing that, since first grade? Well, first you think of a hanging chad. You <laughs> fill in a circle and darken it in. If you're not capable of doing that, then you shouldn't be voting. <laughs> Cripe, if you can't, I mean, you've been doing it since first grade. The first right. test you take, multiple choice, you know, circle A, B, or C. Well, my God, if you can't do that, you shouldn't even be voting because you're so stupid. Well, you know, it's one thing here I was remembering the fact that you have all these computers being used for voting, and many of them have no backup system. You know, there's no second record, and a lot of them didn't even have a paper trail. So you would vote, it would disappear 
into cyberspace ones and zeros, but you'd have no way to certify oh, in exactly. the real world that that was the vote. Exactly. If, let me put it in this context for you. Would you go to an ATM machine that didn't offer you a receipt? You know what's funny about that? I'll say this because I've noticed this lately, and we have just one more segment to do, Governor. And that is I've gone a number of times to the ATM to get a few dollars out, and people leave their receipts there. Now, yeah, you don't see anything more in the last four digits of your account number, but you certainly see your balance, you know. But people, you know, there goes your privacy. We're talking to Governor Jesse Ventura. I'm Gene Steinberg. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. Back for one more. You're in the Paracast. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com Are you still a traditional smoker? Now experience a new lifestyle and try vaping with e-cigarettes by LeSig. Imagine no ashes, stains, nasty smell, or coughing and hacking. With LeSig e-cigarettes revolutionary microelectronic technology, rechargeable battery, and unique replaceable cartridge, you'll get all the benefits and satisfaction of smoking without the hazards. Choose your taste from a wide variety of our new American-made vaporeate e-liquids at LeSig.com. And LeSig smokes the competition by serving thousands of worldwide customers with real people customer service, fast, free, same-day shipping, and a 30 day warranty and satisfaction guarantee so are you ready for a new vaping lifestyle then call 870-518-4307 that's 870-518-4307 or visit lesig.com spelled l-e-c-i-g.com lesig e-cigarettes for today's modern smoker We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over five years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today, complete with two black Berkey elements for only $220. And the Berkey Guy will include three sport Berkey water bottles and ship everything to you free of charge. That's right, three sport Berkey water bottles and free shipping. An $87 value, yours free. Call the Berkey Guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653. Or order online at GoBerkey.com. That's GoBerkey.com today. The largest part of gaining radiant health is detoxification. 
You can drink ionized water, cleanse your intestines, eat a perfect diet, and even take lots of quality supplements and in many instances only make minimal progress. What is the key to detoxifying your body of mercury, heavy metals, chemicals, and drugs? It is glutathione. Glutathione is the master antioxidant used to detoxify your entire body. It stops free radicals, keeps cells young, and reduces inflammation. One World Whey protein powder may be able to raise your glutathione production by 64% or more. One World Whey is more effective than any other whey protein powder on the market because it is unheated and from grass-fed cows. All other, quote, cold-processed whey protein powders have been heated and damaged by 15% or more. One World Whey comes in three delicious flavors. Call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. Or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorld, W-H-E-Y.com. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. This is Hilly Rose, and I hope that you do listen to the Paracast because you will learn a great deal about the paranormal. By the way, if you want to contact us, send your email, news at theparacast.com. Once again, that's news at theparacast.com, where we read every message we get. It's not the end of our journey. It's probably the beginning because there's so much fascinating information to think about. All these documents that Jesse and Dick Russell had assembled to show all these crazy things going on, you have to wonder with all these documents and the incredible things, Governor Ventura, they present, Do you think at some point someone must feel, why did we let that stuff get out? Why wasn't it put above top secret or something? No, I don't think so, because they know that the people of the United States are not going to take the time to read anything. You know, take a look at the dumbing down of America. I remember a a year or two ago when for literally 30 to 45 days, every news media in America, one of their major story was the death of Anna Nicole Smith. Remember that? Of course, we can't get enough of Britney Spears or Lindsay Lohan. You know, Lindsay Lohan, here's another story. She might go to jails. Okay, so what? Exactly. They even remember when they even sent a mobile down to where she died. They had cameras down there with a guy outside the hotel. Oh, yeah, Randa Nicole Smith. Then we start talking about the lawyer who happens to be also named Howard K. Stern, just like, of course, we all know Howard Stern. Right. It's just a crazy story. You know, you probably know more about it than I did because anytime they'd have that on TV, I'd walk into the other room. Oh, I never watched that crap. I don't know nothing about it. I turned the channel. But I mean, every every news, I didn't care what it was, Fox, if it was ABC, NBC, CNN. For 30 to 45 days, all we heard about was the death of Anna Nicole Smith. Now it's Charlie Sheen. And you know what's interesting and frightening about this? We all talk about the so-called mainstream media. And then, of course, the conservatives say it's a liberal media. But actually, it's a corporate media. The local newspapers are mostly gone. The local radio and TV stations are mostly gone. They're all owned by large corporations that have really specific interests that may not be in our interest. I couldn't agree with you more. I can't add a thing to that. You're exactly correct. What, what, I can't say anything about that. You're, you're correct. Hey, one time in this show, I'm correct. 
Thank you so much, Governor Ventura. Before we wrap it up, Chris, you have a few more questions you want to ask. Well, I, you know, gosh, we could go on for quite a while. Uh, I'm, I just, I'm so fascinated by this book, and I really want to stress to our listeners that there are actual copies, hard copies, uh, reprinted in the book of the actual documents that are being referred to in the text. So. This is a unique book, and uh, I think it's a book that all Americans who have even the slightest interest in what is really going on in this country and in the, in the history of this country and very crucial key events uh, and, and key subjects should, should really take the time to go out, get this book, and get yourself up to speed. And, and I want to, uh, before I go on, uh, congratulate you on the courage it would take to do a book like this, Jesse, and, and also uh, you know, all the hard work that you and Dick obviously put into this project. And one of our, our listeners uh, is really interested to know what other projects you have uh, you know, near-term and then uh, back-burnered. Uh, are you going to continue being a spokesperson for openness uh, in, in these subject areas? Uh, are you going to uh, re- resume your acting career? Uh, another listener wanted to know if you have any plans on I'm possibly doing some cameos. What's in the pipeline for you? Well, you know, uh, Dick and I are working on uh, another book right now that will probably be out, uh, I would guess, next year. So at some point, it'll be a, another very interesting topic, completely different from this one, but still ties in to government in, in its way. That's the, that's the standard tie-in, but it won't be over documents or it won't be over conspiracies. I'll, that's all I'll say about the, the the next book coming out. I don't know. I will tell you this. It's starting out there, the grassroots again, the Ventura for president. My son warned me. He said, Dad, it's starting up again. It's getting close to 2012, and it's rising its head. And I don't know what I'm going to do. I really don't know. I know that I'm going to go after Mexican citizen, I, sh- I think, and I'm going to continue to live half my life in Mexico because I enjoy it so much. I can't really tell you what's on the burner for me other than right now I'm just doing that book. And, of course, if, uh, if conspiracy theory gets bought up for a third season, uh, hopefully I'll be back to do that, although I do have to negotiate a new contract this time. My contract is completely up, so that will be part of it, too, because naturally you don't work for free. You know, and above and beyond that, will I seek public office again? I don't know. You know, after 59 years, you, you learn never to say never. Times could change if the right scenario I think, a, uh, personally, a great ticket would be Ron Paul and myself. Yeah. I you dedicate the book to Ron Paul, by the way. I want to yeah. uh, tell our listeners that. And, and I dedicated it to him because of the speech he made on the congressional floor about WikiLeaks, where Ron Paul so eloquently said, in a free country, when telling the truth, you get accused of treason. Uh, we're in pretty bad shape when the truth is treason, yeah. you know, which I agree totally. Ron Paul was the only one with courage enough we got all these other bozos attacking, uh, having open government and being able to read all the secret stuff. I agree with Congressman Paul. We need more WikiLeaks, not less. It's interesting. How does he stay in office being so strong and so strong-minded with his viewpoints? He's very consistent about well, where he stands. And you find so many other politicians who basically blow where the wind is in terms of being reelected. Well, obviously, in his district in Texas, they like a plain-talking guy who tells them the truth because Ron wins every time, and he wins pretty substantially. I don't think he—I don't think he'll have to leave Congress till he wants to, you know, because obviously in his district they like him very much. 
and you know there's that groundswell across the nation for him and that just as I think sometimes there is for me because I see it happen and uh, you know we'll see you're not but, declaring uh, yourself are you oh no I never would do that at this point not at all but, oh, boy, that would be a scoop, Gene, if we had Jesse say he's running for president. <laughs> I, 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 I can see it now. Donald Trump, Barack Obama, and Jesse Ventura with Ron Paul. What an election that would be, one for the ages. And I, well, would, I would have a all, very easy time voting on that one. I don't think Donald Trump will be a nomination. He, he, <laughs> he reared his head a few years ago with the Reform Party wanting to run, and he disappeared pretty quickly. I think I know the Donald very well. And I consider him a friend. I think Donald just likes to be in the limelight, and he knows that if he makes rumblings about being the president or running, that's going to get him on Bill O'Reilly like he was the other day. Sure. And that's going to get him plenty of publicity. <laughs> but when push comes to shove, I think Donald Trump prefers doing private sector business like he does rather than oh, public yeah. sector. He's basically goofing on us then. Yeah. I think so. I might be wrong, but I, I don't think... I think when push comes to shove, he's not going to do it. I'd be surprised if he wanted to go through all that, all that pain and agony trying to run for office. That's got to be a harder job almost than being president to run for president. Well, it depends on how you take it. You know, to me, it, the key to it all is the, is the uh, debates. Because like I've said, if I can debate them, I can beat them. Because Democrats and Republicans have far too much negative baggage. And it's easy to yeah. exploit them. And, you know, when I ran for governor of Minnesota in one of the debates, I made the biggest mistake you could make in a debate. You know what it was? Nope. They asked me a question, and I turned and said, I don't know. And there was a pause. <laughs> wait, there was a pause of like four, three seconds, and the crowd erupted into cheering and applause. <laughs> because yeah, that's knew, pretty rare. We're, we're getting a guy here that tells the truth. And then when, I, when they were done cheering and applauding, I then said, but if it's important, I'll certainly learn about it. Tell you what, we've yeah. learned a lot in the last couple of hours about what you do and what you believe. What's that website again that was set up for you by your son? It will be weaintgottimetobleed.com. <laughs> we, all I did was change the I to we. <laughs> weaintgottimetobleed.com, and it's all one word. Weaintgottimetobleed.com. And Chris O'Brien, where do we find more of your stuff? Well, at the forum.theparacast.com. I'm a moderator on our great forums, and also my website is ourstrangeplanet.com. Governor Jesse Ventura, thank you so much for joining us this week on the Paracast. Well, thank you very much, Gene, and thank you, Chris, and let me give kudos to you. Keep up the good work, because it's programs like you that really bring out the First Amendment of free speech. Because we have every right to talk about everything we do. Always remember this. The First Amendment's not there to protect popular speech because popular speech doesn't need protecting. It's there to protect unpopular speech. And we need that unpopular speech. Thank you, guys. Have a good day, good weekend, and we'll talk again. Bye-bye. We will. Okay, thank you. Here, here. Bye-bye. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.